When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chicago, Nick was in Zayo. And don't forget about Steven. His ass is from Boston. Welcome to Coffee and Hockey. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Wally Willis, bitches. I'm back. I'm back. And I'm with Mick Cox. What's up, man? Give me a yeah. Yeah. I'm with Steven Excopa. What's up, brother? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back on the podcast. Back on the podcast. Back on the podcast. Everyone stop listening to me now. They all tuned out. <laughs> this is crazy. We're all we're all here at the same time. It's amazing. For the first time in yeah. months. How many months? Uh since when? November of last year? Right? Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. What is it now? Yeah. Like May or something? Yeah, it's May. <laughs> I don't even, and the sad thing is, is I don't even remember what episode we're on. I guess it'd be easy to figure out. It's episode five because it's May, it's the fifth month. So it'd be episode five. Yeah. Oh, look at that. You're smarter yeah. than I am. I figured it out. <laughs> but what's, what season though? What season are we on? Three. Season, we're on season they, three. All right. There you go. See? Yeah. It's all coming together. I think this is our 23rd, 22nd or 23rd episode too. Holy cow. Yeah. We're Wrap like, your head around that. We're like seasoned pros now. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Speak maybe not. <laughs> you got oh by the way, can I can I say something real quick? Yes. You guys are you guys are killing it. You're doing good. I'm li- I've been listening for the last what was that? Four or five months as a fan. Yeah. So good. You guys are I think I think killing it came to mind because I think you guys say killing it like a thousand <laughs> times per episode. <laughs> we need we need to make a we need to Our make killer. a coffee and a, right killer. We need to make a coffee and a hardcore meme and and like it just that's killer that's, killer, that's, killer, killer killer killer. I actually have a new rating rating system for um, albums and it's by killers. By killers. Uh, yeah, you'll that's see that five later on. Killers. <laughs> that album just, is five killers and it's just the, the slasher like night, right? like in, from horror movies that's, that's how many of those from halloween yes gosh well yo i'm drinking coffee right now are you allowed to drink coffee this late i have to i work until like 10 oh that's right <laughs> <laughs> i gotta stay up my ass gotta stay up your your life is like turned upside down you, you 
first yeah, kid pops out and it's like all all crazy yeah and then my work gets insane right so it's been it's been it's been weird <laughs> <laughs> it's all right though we adapt we, you know we won't say which which uh which band has been causing you so much heartache and headache and all Ugh. that jazz we won't we won't mention who they're with or without <laughs> without you yeah without me without you without me without them i don't know we're not gonna without mention the, it without the sixth farewell tour yes <laughs> everyone's everyone listening's like huh huh <laughs> someone <laughs> figure it out you may you, you may not be so you may not be so busy without them it's true right? which I don't want to be this busy. Anyways. Yeah. So this show, right. It's, it's pretty jam packed. We, we've had some pretty crazy shows lately. I'm not going to lie. And we have yeah. crazier Please ones coming. Lie. We yeah. do. Yeah. Can we say, can we say, or is, if we say it, we jinx ourselves. I don't know. I see. That's the thing. I, I feel like maybe we should tell people because like, I'm kind of blown away. Who's coming up next. Let's do and, it. Like who's on the show today. And then who's coming up in the future. Like, yeah. T- t- tell everybody who's on the show today. Well, on, on, on this month's show, we have Scott from Zeo. He's on here. So yeah. Big so deal. did you and Steven do that chat together? We did. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. I'm glad that yeah. worked out. Cause yeah. at first, it was just supposed to be you and Scott. Right. Yep. The two, the old Zayo and the new Zayo, which he's not really new Zayo. He's middle Zayo, right? Middle. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. <laughs> he's been in there as longer than any of the original guys. So, yeah, it's true. It was, it was, it was cool stuff. Fun guy. Cool stuff. Fun guy. <laughs> yeah. You said that to me. I was like, what? what is he? An eighties computer. I was in a fun guy. I was in a Zayo sandwich. <laughs> awesome. So Mick, before we get off track, uh, who do we got coming up next? Uh, on the next show, if I'm, yeah, you got it. We have 108 coming up next. Yeah, man. Yeah. Which is crazy. And who's after that? <laughs> after that is, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's it's the big dog from Slapshot. Slapshot. That's right. Yeah. Like and what? then should we should we even go farther and say we got someone else? I don't remember who's who who we have coming in August. Honestly, I don't. We got we won't, oh. we won't say the names of the of the people, but we got he was in Judge Shelter oh, yeah. of today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Old. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So seriously, it's like we've got 108 Slapshot, Judge Bold. And Wiley, you talked to Leo from Big Laugh, like a two-part interview on this episode. So. Sit down with Leo, yeah. Crazy episode. This one and the ones coming up. Well, yeah, yeah we got a coffee review coming up. Steven sent Mick and I some coffee from Slack yep. Tide. That was really nice of you. Thank you. Slack Tide. What else we got? We got some super awesome album reviews. Yes. I'm doing Squint. Mick, you're doing... Be Well. And Stephen, you're doing discourage, and 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 we got Mark Allen Bradley from Disappear on. That's right. It's a crazy show. He's talking <laughs> about his new record that is so good. Yes, 
It's just pretty killer. So it's yes. kind of crazy too because uh, you know, we're gonna be talking about uh Can we do a killer count every time someone says killer? Yeah. It goes ding. <laughs> and like at the end of the episode, it, it tallies how many killers have how been many said. Killers? That's, that's, that's too much work uh, but uh you know we're going to be reviewing the discourage album which matt plays drums in discourage and he's also mm-hmm. in tuning oh. and tuning <laughs> album remember the last the last tuning album has you know a sailing ship on it and the yes. disappear record has a sailing ship on it and i know we were all joking around when that disappear album came out we were like which one's which ship album sounds better? <laughs> oh, right. did we come to a conclusion? Or I don't think so. I think it was a good toss up. We were like, I okay, like both of these, so yeah, um, awesome. There's one thing I will say about the Discourage record is I just ordered that, but it's so <laughs> good and it's weird because this is what I when I went because eh, we're doing a project with the drummer, yeah, Matt. But yeah. we're not allowed to say what project it is yet. Right. Um, in case things don't work out or whatever. But um, and when I heard that, he sent it to me. And I, I was just like, dude, it it's so good that it makes me go, like, why do you want to do projects with us? <laughs> like, right. like, you know, have you ever had that before? Right. Like someone sent oh, yeah. you something and you're like, dude, this is so good. Like, why? Why do you want to be doing anything with us, man? Yeah, I don't I know. know. I know it's crazy. It's crazy, but I'm excited. So great ton of music. There's a ton of music on this one. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, it's there's so there's so much good hardcore coming out right now. Oh yeah. Like We've I'm been... going broke just trying to. <laughs> I know. That's the sad thing. It's like right. there's way too much, way too much music, way too many records. Too many no, variants. Great records, though. It's I know, like, yeah, it's great records, records you have to buy. Right, right. So, it and that's a good. That's a good problem to have, I guess. Well, for those bands, not for us. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> usually I'm like, uh, okay, this record's really good. I have to buy it. Right. You know? Right. It's like records, <laughs> sons, diapers. Hmm. Exactly. <laughs> uh, records. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you want to? So you want to get into this? Let's do it. Yes, let's do it. Let's let's go into the let's go into the disappear talk. All right, all right. Here we go. Hey everyone, this is Mark from Disappear. We have a new record out on Another City Records called Burn the Ships. We started recording for this record in 2019 on the heels of our full-length momentum. Um, I think it was our old guitar player, Mickey, who came up with the title. We knew what we wanted to title it, but we didn't really have any idea that these songs would end up conforming to that name. Um, In July of... 2020, we began tracking drums, and towards the middle of the session, Mickey got a call that his dad had suffered what they thought was a stroke. Um, and he, he finished doing the recording and then set off to Chicago. Unfortunately, it turned out that it was brain cancer and his dad passed away a few months later. 
So at this point, things were kind of put off and on hiatus with COVID and with the passing of, of his dad. Finally, in late 2020, uh, early 21, tracking resumed and we were able to finalize everything that, that summer. Um, fast forward to today and we're finally getting this thing out. So the title Burn the Ships actually comes from a legend about Spanish conquistadors burning their entire fleet when they landed on uh, enemy soil. And essentially the, um, the saying goes that there's no turning back. Um, and we thought, you know, what better way to really like encapsulate what this record means than to have imagery that sort of reflects that. So we decided to uh, commission the work of Paulo Girardi, who does the artwork for Power Trip. And, you know, we had a concept in mind. We told him that we wanted to basically have a few ships that were wrecked and burning, and the rest was up to him. We just kind of let him take the wheel. Uh, oddly enough, our friends in the other band tuning have similar artwork and we get asked about this quite a bit or people seem to think that ours was inspired by theirs. Um, that's not the case at all. It's just a funny coincidence that we have similar themes. Hey, what's going on y'all? This is uh, Wiley. This is this is my disappear review. Sorry if I'm talking kind of low. I got uh, I got the boy, baby Otto, sleeping in the other room. So I'm gonna try to make this quick and try to make it as quiet as possible. But disappear, burn the ships. Fifteen tracks. Uh, I know this gets. I think it gets released sometime this month in May. Um, Mark sent me. All the details. Let's say May 27th, maybe. I do know that the pre-orders are up. They they actually went up today. So when this drops, they'll be up for a couple weeks probably. But I am really digging this record. I'm so glad he sent this to me early. Most bands are releasing EPs and singles in 2022. And Disappear said, nope. Burn the ships. 15 tracks. <laughs> and f for some reason, like our attention spans... They don't really exist anymore. And so that's why people are releasing, you know, three songs, singles, or five to six song EPs. But Disappear was like, you know what? We're going old school. We're dropping 15 tracks. And none of the songs get old or stale for me at all. I honestly thought it might get kind of stale after 10 tracks. And it still holds my attention all the way through. The tough and yelling, shouting vocals by Mark Allen Bradley are so good he upped his game on this but he also did a, a record before this record uh with another band called unblind and he seriously delivers on that record i still to this day have to say that that's my favorite performance from mark allen bradley vocally but this record does not disappoint because the music is solid and the vocals fit perfectly with the music it's like he was very self-aware of how the vocals should sound and go on this record they fit perfect and the unblind 
vocals fit perfect for that record, but his uh, vocal performance on Unblind, his side project, is phenomenal. If you haven't heard that other record, go listen to Unblind. It's a must listen. The guitars on this record, on Burn the Ships, are very melodic and early 2000s hardcore meets metalcore in the best way possible. And that is a serious compliment. I am a sucker for the guitars on this record. I love them. They're so good. They're so heavy. They're so crunchy. They're melodic. They're great. All the music works together so well. And I told Mark Allen Bradley this, but when Bitter Truth released their newest album, I told them it was going to take them places, and it definitely did. This album that they're releasing, that Disappears releasing, gives me those same vibes and same feeling. This record is next level, and this record is going to take them places. It has so many clips on it, <laughs> and I'm a sucker for clips. And in the band Two Minute Minor that I do vocals for, I would have so many clips if my bandmates let me have them in there. Um, but they're always like, no, there's too many. Take some out. Take some out. But this reminds me of a record. If I had free range with clips on a two-minute minor record, this is what it would sound like. It would have this many clips. Um, to me, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. So I get it, and I love it. Let's drop the song Crisis for the listeners because that's the single. Let's drop Crisis now. Boom. Hope I didn't wake the boy. This is a pretty crazy moment right now. I'm, I'm excited. I know Steven's excited. Wiley has already sent me a bunch of stuff about how excited he is. Uh, we've got Scott from Zale with us this time around. 
<laughs> it's still so weird to me to say that but especially when i'm all with you that's not like it just doesn't work it's like it doesn't compute in my head but yeah it's it's scott and mick <laughs> yes i know it's weird right right at the same time it's, it's cool yeah it's so strange oh <laughs> so how's it going man well after the last week it's going great so right <laughs> <laughs> We are glad you're feeling better. That's the good thing, right? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Everybody out there, I hope if they get it, get over it, and then then we'll be all happy for it. Right. <laughs> so I was racking my brain. I was trying to think about the first time you and I were in the same room together. Okay. And so I went way, and this is way back, and I don't know if I have one of your old bands right or not. It might be different. But the first time I remember hanging out was all the way back in canton ohio in a show that was like in a warehouse okay yep i'm and was it chapter or was it a different yes. band it was yes. chapter yeah i remember <laughs> yep. yeah, right. <laughs> it was chapter because it was this crazy show with all these machines around us and uh i remember i can't remember all the bands that played i remember you guys played i remember the old school Zayo played and some other bands, but it was just weird being around all these machines. But I just remember just my first impression of seeing at your guitar work was holy <laughs> crap, what in the world? And then of course your bass player was nuts for chapter, so that was always <laughs> interesting. But yeah, man, that, that's like my first memory of yeah. actually being in the same room. So, I yep, I totally because I there were like well there were a few. A few shows because I, re I remember when we because we did we played out of state with you guys and then you guys came to like Greensburg area wherever yep. and I already remember meeting you because I think I talked to you and Jesse most out of everybody at that time yeah and I remember yeah then you guys came to I think it was illusions probably back then yeah yeah so and yeah, because I remember meeting you guys out first, and then you guys came and we like had like, hey, we like just played show with you. Man. <laughs> so but, yeah, that's oh, it's, man, that time frame. It's so crazy to think about all that stuff. I know, because honestly, for I remember, you know, all the way back then, like um, how weird it was that all the connections that we had, like out west, like all dried up because those guys were no longer in bands anymore, like Strong Arm and mm -hmm. and Unashamed. That all ended, and then we got into this weird period of not knowing. And then we met you guys, and then for me at least, that's like when the whole Pennsylvania thing happened. Yep. Like because we <laughs> played way more in Pennsylvania than anywhere else at that time, at least up until I was gone. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that was like uh, Chapter and Passover and yep. Blindside and. Yep, Stower and Seasons in the Field and mm. Pensive, which some of those guys are all. <laughs> yeah, everything. It's all a big family now, right? <laughs> yes, I know. It's crazy. And so, like, I just, I don't know. It's just so crazy to, to look back through all of that. And then there's just this, still this weird connection with all of us. Like, mm -hmm. even though it's like years apart, it's like they're still like, oh, yeah. It's like your brother's in town or something. It's just really, it's really cool. I love it. I feel the same way about it too. And I think that's what's so cool. I, like, I mean, I, 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 it sounds like we're old, like I'm going to say the old man thing, 
Right. But right. it just doesn't seem like like that the scene today is like that. Like for us back then, the scene is like but like all the people, like all the bands and all the people you meet back then, like you you create a relationship with them because of like it's basically you guys against the world. Nobody's there really helping you. So right. like those those relationships and friendships are forged and they just seem like it just seems so like and there's not like even like a sentimentality or nostalgia it's just like right you meet these people and you like you have this really cool bond and it just kind of lasts forever and it's just right it's really really neat yeah yeah i totally agree and then because that's like all that whole like back then like all the bands that i've played with in that time period are band like I'll, if i see those people it's like a family reunion every time i see them right it's like i hadn't talked to any of the guys for, in passover forever Mm-hmm. And then they started like this Butler scene Facebook. Group. I saw. Like, yep. I was like, "What?" And so I I commented on one thing, and the next thing I know, I'm getting messages from the guys in Passover, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "What's going on, guys? Like, yep. this is so awesome!" <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's yeah, it's just crazy that that it's it just shows you like I know I, I you throw the word scene around, but you know it that's what it was more than that. It's like yeah. connections were made and relationships started, and it's and it is it's like you don't see people forever, and then you run across them on social media or run into them like by chance at a gas station you're like hold on what and mm-hmm. you know all those memories and it's like it's just it is it was like one big huge family back then yeah yeah i agree it's awesome i love it that so, actually so that that actually runs into a question of mine so i was gonna i gotta throw this out there real quick and long time zale uh fan here um wrap this around your head mick as well three decades like it's almost three decades that the bands, I, want, I hate to say survived, but lasted um, and grown. Um, so I kind of, I'm curious, I, you know, he, you guys are talking about those um, connections and the relationships and stuff, but what do you think kept Zayo going um, over those three decades? Like if I could hear a little bit of like your side, because you know, you're uh, in it. Um, it'd definitely be interesting to hear. You know, and <laughs> I think about this a lot because it it seems like it's like this weird, like special thing that's really hard. I don't Honestly, I think it's just that like none of us want to do anything else because <laughs> right. I think that's usually what ends up happening. Right? Like, bands eventually get members in them that like they're just like, okay, we're done with this, and it doesn't, you know, like, and and it's not like financially like zeo's this thing that like you do as a job it's just like i think like all of us just we just this is the thing we we have been known for long enough and we all still want to do it and we just keep kind of just put your head down and you keep doing it and i think too like what maybe helps us is how we came from that scene mick and like because you just I mean, we're in the situation now where it's been, it's like a total cycle. So like Zayo, you guys, the original Zayo, like got out there and started touring and got eyes on it from like Tooth and Nail and all that kind of thing. And then Tooth and Nail gets interested. Then you have label support. And then that label puts you in front of people that you wouldn't have been able to put yourself in front of. And then all of a sudden now the, the this thing that you have at home that was yours is now like growing and people pay attention. And then whatever happens, like situations happen with members. So members leave, members stay, whatever it's going to be. And then 
then the band kind of evolves like with all the member changes that happen and it still has all this kind of thing behind it kind of growing it and we definitely i think the band today no matter i mean we always make sure to always say this but like the band today does not exist without all that work and right. i took you know all the original members all the labels that have put zao out i we we totally recognize how that is totally why we were able to do what we do now but then it kind of gets to the point where like when we were doing it for a long time we took a break and then we start writing some songs and we're like so what are we going to do with these songs most bands would have taken whatever demo they had and like maybe send it to a couple labels that they're friends with and see if somebody wants to put it out uh we had those discussions when we started kind of thinking about what we were going to do when we came back in 2015 or 2014 and the labels that we had marked off that would possibly we would have interest in working with uh were you know we couldn't commit to the type or level of touring you know we couldn't do all these things so those things right. all fall apart but always in the back of our head we were like well we can just do this on our own because i mean all that stuff, all those years of work that, you know, from whatever 93 or whatever you guys, when, when right. you guys started, all right. those years of work, like put a name out there that the name itself is known. And so what we're able to do now is totally because of all that, but it works out in a way because now we're just like on our own terms. And I do think if we wouldn't be able to do it the way we do it now, I don't even know if we would still be doing it. I think that it has to be this way for us now because it just, we've had so much interference from different people telling you how to run your band. And it's really nice to kind of be in charge of how things go. So like, we really do have the hand in how I mean, obviously, everybody wants records to be successful, but we have like a realistic viewpoint of how what our records need to do to be successful, and all of them have surpassed it for ourselves. That doesn't mean you're selling hundreds of thousands of records. It means you're selling enough records that like things keep moving. So, right. I, I really think it's and you see, like surviving is the best way to put it. Like I think that you know you it. It's, it's a struggle, but it's a struggle that you like enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a different struggle because every, I'm sure every decade has been a, a different struggle. So, you know, and so much has changed <laughs> over yeah, the years. You know? I think another thing that has helped us and I try to like, because I think about this kind of stuff, not, I mean, every once in a while, like I just pops into my head, but like, it still seems like the style of music we all, we play this like extreme version of metal. It hasn't gone like not that it like because everything goes in and out of style, but it's never gotten to a point where like it was so mainstream that it just became like the thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, there's like the kill switches and like slip knots and all that stuff. But metal has always existed. And I think like this this extreme style of music, like I think that really helps the band stay moving because like when you listen to like older records you know you can put older Zaya records on and it doesn't really sound super different from what's happening today because <laughs> right. it's real like because that kind of stuff never really like 
it's not a kind of it's not a style of music that becomes uh, like a mainstream thing. It's always going to be a thing that like it stays underground and has like its certain you know fan base. And I think that helps out a lot too because then you're never like you never feel like oh well we're you know we're doing this thing that sounds like dated because it's really right. never had its right. due. Yeah. I think it's crazy that you guys and. and and not saying that you guys don't have bad moments or moments where you're like, oh, I'm just done. But you guys have stayed pretty positive. Because if anybody's had moments where you're like, you know what, screw this. Because <laughs> there's been, I know there's been some stuff that's happened, some stuff with some labels or whatever. And, and it's real easy to get like, you know, jaded or whatever. But you guys mm -hmm. have pretty much stayed like pretty positive and all that and been like, okay, well, we'll do it this way. Yeah. And well, I think that's why, you, I think that's why guys, <laughs> stick with you so much you don't you're like okay well let's go we'll do it this way <laughs> yeah well I, th I think i just i don't know man I, it's hard to explain i just i don't view i don't view music success maybe the in the way that other people do like to me being able to just even have the ability to do it's the success so like right. you know like and i know you know whatever when certain time periods and it's it's really easy mick i'm sure you knew like it's really easy to have those people talking to you about like how oh if you guys do this tool you're gonna do this <laughs> or if you guys do right. this record if you just if maybe if you sing on one little part of the song <laughs> like so like all that stuff kind of like gets in your brain and then when you do these things and they usually are like stupid and <laughs> they never work <laughs> but you do them and then the band never really gets any bigger or like or you do the tour that like really really beat you down but it never really got you any bigger so like i never i always looked at being in the band like even when i joined originally like i always looked at it like wow the success for me is like i'm doing it. it's not that like we got bigger it's not like oh i'm now not having a job or it's not any of that stuff because like dude we, we all like like West Virginia, Pennsylvania, like our whole like little tri-state area, dude, we're all like blue collar, low income, just do what you got to do, right. you know, like scrappers. So being in a band, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's like, <laughs> dude, I like my, I watched my dad dig ditches and, and all that kind of thing. Like, and I've, right. I've done that. Or like, I don't know if you guys, if any of you guys ever work at construction work or Dude, I've done some manual labor jobs in my life that I'll be like, you know what? I might not make a ton of money, but if I'm just gonna be twiddling little string here, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of like this is what I wanna wanna focus on. It's awesome. So yeah, I just think we're dude, we grew up in this area and being in a band is a weird, not like normal thing, and it's a privilege to be able to do it. So so how's the how's the last album doing? I know it's, been, I mean, it's it's been a year. Is it how long it's been? Yeah, we well, <laughs> we were trying to get it out right in 2020, and then right, right. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> 2021 came, and we were just look. Everybody's going to be holding back because they don't think they can tour. So we like locked out and just said, you know what, we don't tour that much anyway. So let's <laughs> just put the record out. <laughs> so we um, no, it's it it has done exactly what we were hoping. You know, we we budget everything out in a way that like we never we're never in the red we press enough records that we know we can move and then we budget on how 
some of them because like you know with with the full length records we like to have them just always at press so if you do like you know we we try to like press two or three different like really cool variant colors that that those variant colors like make your whole thing so if you're sitting on like a black or like or right. clear vinyl or whatever if you're sitting on those for a little tiny bit it's okay because then like okay well we we want crimson to be able to be sold every show and all that kind of stuff so and right. you know so we like we budgeted out jeff has an unbelievable just like he's just really good with all that kind of stuff he's really good we have great relationships with like all the different companies that do our stuff um our pricing for like our vinyl pressing is really reasonable um we work with the same company that's done all of our records like pressing them and they've always been great and timely and all that kind of thing um you know holy mountain uh has done unbelievable stuff for us um, and there's always like, dude, we have a ton of like little, there's friends that we have that have helped us along the way. I mean, Jeff has all these little like people that are in the music industry that will like bounce things off of to kind of help us. And so there's a lot of the relationships that we've made yeah. over all those years. Like we keep them and you know who the good people are. And there's people that, you know, will give us their ear when we need a little help here and there but we've been luck really really lucky with how we run it we just try to stay really really conservative which is the only time i'll ever use that term i guess <laughs> 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 but we stay we stay good with that kind of thing <laughs> so how, how how did the holy mountain thing how did you guys hook up with them was it a relationship thing that well so it's really really strange danny the guy that runs the company he reached out to us uh we thought it was like kind of a joke and a weird thing like we're like oh, i don't know this is some weird whatever <laughs> we don't know <laughs> so but i got like a facebook message from him and then i didn't realize who danny was so it was like we saw this thing and we're like maybe this will work because you know, he's offering this amount for like, if we just do some t-shirts with them. And this is when Holy Mountain was like, just starting to kind of get moving. Um, and then Danny had a, we had a call with him. And then I, you know, through our talk, we realized Danny, uh, there was a band out of North Carolina and I'm so terrible with the names. I just, <laughs> I forgot the name of it again. We were, I can't believe I can't remember the band name and they were <laughs> sick. They were such a sick band, but Danny was like one of, he was like their merch tour manager for one of the tours that they played with chapter. So this is way back in chapter. Oh, wow. Oh, and, wow. and Danny did a zine and did an interview with chapter in that zine. So it goes like that relationship goes all the way back to then. Um, <laughs> oh God. I can't believe I forgot the band name again. See COVID. Ah! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh so yeah, that he so he told me that he's like, I met you here, and I'm like, oh my god, I totally remember all of that. And I even have the zine he did our interview in, like the zine <laughs> he'd made. I'm like, I know exactly where it is, and I like pulled it out and I'm like showing it to him. Um, so that relationship basically started from just like, hey, we're gonna we want to do some shirts for you guys. And what ends up happening is by Danny kind of opening that up for us, we were able to sell enough through him that it was able to finance 
the seven inch that started the whole thing because oh, wow. we knew like okay if we do you know the first like year was just we're not going to make anything we're just going to like everything we make dump back into it so let's sell some shirts that'll help us pay for a recording of a song let's get this song out let's make sure it sounds good let's you know so if people hear a new song maybe that you know then that moves and then that seven inch made the money it made and then we just kept saving all the money from all the different things to be able to do the full length eventually so um but yeah but it all starts from holy mountain putting out t-shirts so wow. <laughs> that's awesome that's pretty cool yeah oh dude i can't believe i can't remember the band name <laughs> oh. it's not it's not spitfire is it were they from that no they no? were okay. okay and i love spitfire i love it oh god i love those guys um but no spitfire was like virginia based okay. i think that's right that's right but it was if here's the thing if i tell you that if i if i can remember the name you're gonna know who i'm talking about for sure because it was like <laughs> oh, it's gonna kill me I, uh, <laughs> If I, I, I might actually text him after we're off and then I'll met, let you know. Cause it's okay. like, this, this is the second interview I did where I forgot this band name. You, so, <laughs> so, but yeah, so that's, that's how that started. Just like out of the blue, like, Hey, we want to do this because we like what you guys do. And that's another thing that's awesome. Like, it's hard to like Danny came to us cause he was a fan of the band, but what ends up happening is, you know, we were a fan of what he does. So there's never like fans to us anymore. Right. I don't know if, you know, it's like you, right. you, bec you become friends with everybody. Like, I don't even look at like, there's a couple dudes that like, you know, keep up with us on all the socials that like, you know, I know they're them by name now. And they were like fans that like reached out to us. And I don't even like, if we're in their town, I'm like, Hey, guest list. Cause it doesn't matter. You guys like, right. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. So it was weird. I, Danny was like a fan and, but it's awesome how that like becomes like a super close friendship. And now like we've worked yeah. with him for how long and we have no interest of ever working with anybody, but Danny. And so, right. That's kind of, that's the cool thing about the, the Facebook group, the, the web that, that oh, is, I love it. And, and just the circle and the, and the conversations and, and somebody was posting stuff about all, they had all your, old seven inches from all your old bands so i was like oh yeah i forgot about that one and then i remembered oh I, i've got this one oh, yeah, that, <laughs> oh, that's, awesome. that's awesome i was like i forgot i had that so i had to come home and find it when i got off work and i was like oh, oh yeah. i love that yeah we actually i'm super excited because like next weekend is that sincerity fest thing oh yeah so like mm -hmm. th that's just gonna that's gonna be like a weird brain melt that to see <laughs> abnegation playing again and, right and just around all those people because it is it's going to be dude it's just going to be like a huge family reunion yeah you know like That's race awesome. trader like dude I know. I, we, we, <laughs> chapter played with race trader like it's craziness <laughs> so yeah i'm super excited awesome it's pretty cool it's cool how like that the internet is has developed like another circle because you have mm -hmm. the the local town bands become a circle then you start touring and then there's a circle now the internet has a whole separate identity um which brings together friendship and and um a bunch of different things like the the holy mountain that's that's pretty cool i know well i love to like and it's sad because i i do understand like there's a lot of dark things that happen from twitter and all those different things but like you know sometimes if you use things in a certain way like they're not right it's not the thing itself that's bad like I can't tell you how 
a, like without like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, like Zayo wouldn't be anything right. that it's now. Like right. so, being able to use that stuff in the way that you know I'm not on there getting mad about political posts. I'm just talking to my friends, <laughs> right? Know? And like, right. And I'm you know I'm so thankful for all that stuff because it really does help bands stay kind of grounded, stay DIY. You're able to like get to certain you know uh, people that will keep your band moving awesome so i i, I think i'm allowed to ask this question <laughs> of course you're allowed to, you can ask anyone yeah. here's my question has has um has is is the season of asking if zeo's a christian band has that finally ended for you guys or do you still get hit with it a lot we still get hit with it um actually it's funny <laughs> um I, just, I thought i at least could ask that question that, yeah you're allowed. <laughs> yeah nick will give this one for you but um we i i did just have a pretty awesome conversation so we're doing this darkest hour tour and bloodlet's on it which bloodlet's a oh. band that i love back in that back oh, that time yeah. period too right so i talked to charlie the drummer of uh, bloodlet and it actually he he had He's like, oh, we've, we kind of follow your band, so we know what's up. But like, you know, when I told friends of mine that we were playing with you, they were like, oh, aren't they that? And I'm like, it's kind of funny. <laughs> but it, 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 it's still, it will come up. And it's, you know, it's, I feel bad because I feel like I'm the worst catalyst of what has made it where it is now. <laughs> but, but like, I hope people never think that we're offended or right. like that, like that would anger us in any way that people right. ask that question. I mean, I think it's super important. Like it's, it was, it was what was, you know, the main primary focus to get the band to exist. And I think, and I think we talked about this before, Mick, and I think right. you actually said it, but like, I love the idea that regardless of like where those affiliations have landed now, right there's still hope in what we do right and i think i think it was you because i remember yeah. us talking about it and and to to some of you guys and, th and that was a, a pretty like like heartfelt thing for all of us to hear but like you know because even with sean the way she, i mean because sean's probably still the furthest yeah. in that in that world but like right that it it was the understanding that there's like you know as a band there's there's the whole, even like the, the Christian thing or the, or the spirit filled thing. I think that might be a better way yeah. to put what you guys were. Right. So a spirit filled thing, even though the band has morphed, there's the same hope that was in the spirit filled thing is still exists today. Cause like, you know, especially with the way Dan writes his lyrics. Right. Um, he, you know, as dark as they get, he's always trying to just give people how, what he has done or how he's experienced it and what he uses to, to help himself out of those situations. So, and that's never going to change. You know, that's right. Dan's it's, there's always going to be, you know, what he, he's either going to be singing about like what, what he, he sees his observations or he's going to be singing about like some weird metaphysical fun doomy stuff <laughs> right <laughs> but but yeah so but do you want me i mean is did you you do you have that you know that we're not right right no 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 just like, ask, 
Okay, I'm so just asking just, if you keep. Yeah, I'm just we asking. Still keep getting it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so no, yeah, it's not it's not like it used to be. I mean, okay. and to be fair, like I think that it's a very warranted question to some people, and I do think that if if that's a huge component of why you'd want to listen to Zayo, then you definitely shouldn't listen to Zayo now. But that doesn't mean you should get rid of what Zayo was before. So, like, please, like Splinter and Blood and Fire, those two records. That should be your Zayo, and we're totally happy and comfortable that that's the Zayo you want. Right. And you guys, and that's the crazy thing. You guys have always had that attitude. It's never been like a. It's all you no. guys have always been. Like well, dude, that, so. that like even for me, like when I deconstructed out of all of that stuff, I never did it angrily. Like I'm not right. mad. Like I right. didn't do it because like I felt slighted by. I mean, and and too, like as a as a non-believing person most of that doesn't like it by no means comes from if there's a like the god itself because like i just i don't think he's there and i'm not angry at like any of the churches that have treated me in a weird way like I, it just i've came to that place right so i i think that there are people that that for some reason have been wronged so then they come at it really angrily and they don't right. you know they they there's like a there's some sort of chip on their shoulder on like, they want to kind of get rid of it. Right. And I don't want to get rid of it. <laughs> like I just don't, <laughs> you know, like that's right. crazy. Like, so, you know, yeah, it's really, and, and the crazy thing is, is like, I, I can't speak for everybody else from old school, mm-hmm. Zayo, but like, for me, I know walking through the process of deconstruction, even listening and even going back and listening to some of the stuff that, uh zayo has put out it's actually kind of helped me with that oh that's awesome uh uh, uh, walking through like the process and seeing (laughs) things and being able to look at things differently and and seeing things it's been very helpful uh to even fall in love with uh even hardcore again Mm -hmm. and even even playing music again that's Mm kind of really helped that process um so yeah it, it it's just really weird. And it, cause sometimes I'll hear somebody say something. I'm like, Oh, but if you only knew, like even, <laughs> even out of like my time going from splinter and then leaving and then blood and fire coming out and, and walking through that process of there was deconstruction happening there with all mm-hmm. the guys in the band, all of us yeah. were moving in different directions. All of us were progressing towards, you know, walking out that process. And now mm-hmm. to see it, even see where Zayo is now and know that but yet the still the single thing that we always wanted to happen even though sometimes we didn't know how to express it the right way because of what we were in the hope was still there we wanted yeah. to connect with human beings to see them come to a place where like oh I can make it I can get through this I can yep. I've got friends you know and it, and that's still there that never yeah. disappeared that yep. that is always it's still there and especially on this this new album, as doomy and scary as it sounds, <laughs> some of the scariest sounding songs, there's lyrics. I'm like, how did he put that in there? <laughs> Dan Wyant. Yes, exactly. Dan Wyant. <laughs> I know. He I I love I love that. And I think too, that's that's another thing that I've always felt was strongly pushed. Like we always make sure, like, because you know we're never going to be a band because a lot of it, like this style of music, a lot of it kind of like there's even when there's like angry songs, there's like, right. There's like sort of key words that a lot of people use. And like, you can just tell there's like, it's angry. Oh, we're going to say it again. 
build down or break down the wall, <laughs> whatever. Like, so like Dan doesn't like ever write like that. And I feel like Dan, like I always loved how we were this ugly, dis- dissonant, heavy beast. And he would like talk about love all the time. Like, right. like there would be love in a lot of the lyrics. And right. um, then I think that's kind of like too, like how the original Zayo sort of we we still kind of talk about that same stuff like like loving everybody like Mm -hmm. you know like right you know whatever if that first spirit-filled stuff was about the love of jesus then like we're like well it's just we just have morphed into just love right 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 right. (laughs) awesome it'd be it'd be cool sometime if um i i don't know if you would do it but if some if cornerstone did come back someday to see Zayo come out and, and just rip it again because I watch Me those too. those videos all the time and I'm like, dude, you guys like killed it back then. Like, well, <laughs> to be to be totally honest, I feel like Furnace Fest does Cornerstone better than Cornerstone could now. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and Furnace that that first year, and I don't know because I know that every year I. I I don't know if they're going to like have different bands every year, if they're going to ask us to play again or whatever it was, right. but that first year there were, I mean, with Chad Johnson involved, it felt yeah. like yeah. that. It felt yeah. like how that kind of stuff worked. Right. right. Cause like, that was the one thing about Cornerstone that I loved as a festival. And that's what I mm-hmm. loved about Furnace Fest back then. And what they did this time, which was really impressive is right. that like they didn't separate fan from band like it didn't feel right. you know like don't go there and you don't feel like oh i can't talk to the band because cornerstone right. all the band dudes would walk around we were right. at the merch right. tables the biggest i mean some of the biggest biggest guys that were on the main stages maybe you wouldn't see them but you would still probably see them right. and furnace fest i was worried about that because i'm like okay well they are going to get some of these bands that are slightly bigger and and really what it boils down to is it's the band too like is the band think they're too cool for school that they can't walk around or um but i feel like furnace like it felt like that to me so hopefully what will happen is furnace fest can kind of like be the 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 festival that brings that because i mean furnace fest is they always have tooth and nail bands Right. And they really focus on them. I mean, like, look, like when Beloved played, um, right. you know, uh, there's like Living Sacrifice played that first year with us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hope's Fall, like so many of those, that era of right. great bands, like they're going to be on Furnace Fest and they're going to be there every year. So I think, yeah. I think the the last year was so important too, after everything that everyone's mm-hmm. gone through. And it, it just had this like, a different feeling um because the, the, ba- the bands needed it just as much as the, the people watching the bands play needed it you know well, that, uh, <laughs> and that, it's almost unfair because it was so on another level when that like being there because like you just said there was that on top of it just being awesome right. it was the first thing that came back in that size that was like that and you could just you could feel it there. You could feel this special, unbelievable, just like overwhelming feeling of like, we're back. And like, and it was like, I could like walking around that festival was the weird, it was like everybody, you just, 
stopped to talk to everybody and you saw everybody that you would want to see. And it was, I mean, it was crazy, but it was so, it was so needed. You're right. It, it felt, oh, it was, it was so incredible. It's awesome. All right. So we're going to, we're going to shift to the other part of the podcast (laughs) and that's, and that's coffee. Oh yes. (laughs) So I know you love coffee. Mm -hmm. So, so, so tell us some of the, you can either talk about stuff, places you like to get from stuff from or shops you go to, or just coffee in general. Uh, what's your go, what's your go, let's start with this. What's your go-to? So my go-to, which is crazy. My go-to is Aldi's has a Peru blend yeah. that is very inexpensive and unbelievably good. I can't, I can't explain it. <laughs> so, cause like all of that stuff is just garbage all the time. Right. So I get, uh, it's a Peru blend from Aldi's that is like, I obviously grind my own beans because that's right to me. I just uh, ground coffee is not coffee. I need to right. like, right. I need to grind that bean and get my face. Into it. Um, so <laughs> that's like, <laughs> that's my average every day. Like, okay, this is, I'm going to get this. I know I can get it. It's pretty easy, but there have been a couple different roasters that did some Zayo coffees. Um, and we did one with, um, well, we've done a couple now with, there's a place out of Pittsburgh called Black Forge. Um, and so um, Ashley like owns the company, but I can't, she, I think she's gone through like one or two different roasters, but um, every roast that they've done for us has been incredible. All of her roasts are great. They get all the cool ideas for how to roast them. And then they come up with all these different things. Um, the one that we did was, was like a medium blend that had like hints of like chocolate and almond in it. And, and I'm just like a straight coffee guy. Like I don't do any of the latte stuff. I just do, give me, give me black coffee or give me a little bit of cream and some sweet and low or something. (laughs) So but yeah, so the Black Forge is kind of probably my like higher end, like, yeah, I'm going to buy a bag for 20 bucks. This is probably the guys I'm going to order it from. Awesome. I I think in the past I've had them before. I didn't get the Zayo coffee, but I'm pretty sure in Pittsburgh one time I've gotten some stuff from them. And it was, yeah, they have so many, good. so many good blends. And I'm, I'm, I'm more of a medium roast guy just because I don't know, like the, the dark roasts always – it's, I mean, you have to be, because as you guys know, like, yeah, you can burn that stuff pretty easy. <laughs> right. So it's like, man, you better, you better know what you're doing with the blends and medium, right. like one, you're keeping a lot more of your caffeine intake from the medium to the light roasts or whatever. And so the medium roast is like just dark enough for me and it keeps the caffeine kicking. Cause like, I don't know how you guys are now, but like, I'll do like four or five cups of coffee and I don't even feel it anymore. Yep. Like I'm drinking yeah. it like nine at night. I'm like, yes. oh, I'm, I'm, I'm still, me. I'm falling right asleep. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> as, soon, right. as soon as you miss one though, it's like all done. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. Like I can drink all of them and never, it doesn't do anything, but yeah, you don't miss, you don't drink it. Like that's dude. The, with COVID. I swear I was going through some weird withdrawal. That probably was part of the problem. Not having the coffee for <laughs> Not having coffee. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I like, I like dark roast, like at night, like, you know, yeah, you like, get a good mix and kind of make it a little sweet. So it's kind of like a dessert. I kind of like that. Mm, I yeah, know. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. We always, we always joke because, uh, 
Wiley Wiley can't have uh, dark roast because he shits his pants when he does. <laughs> hey, dude, I can't say that I haven't. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, you, you need a good cleansing every once in a while. Yes, sir. What's up? <laughs> oh gosh. And that's what it. What coffee is an expect like what an expectorant? Yes. Right. And I mean that kind of gets your sphincter muscles moving. That's right. It's right. like I love it. Uh, so so what what do you guys have coming up? Are we allowed to know what you have coming up? So, oh, yeah. I know you guys are getting ready to tour and stuff, but like, like is there so, any music coming out? Well, we actually me and Jeff talked today. So <laughs> there are there are probably like maybe four or five demos of like songs kind of floating around. Um, everybody right now is pretty like close knit. Like Russ at one time was living in like uh, Huntington beach, California. So it was a little hard to kind of write, but he's been living in Pittsburgh for the last couple of years. And then Marty and Dan all live me, Marty and Dan kind of live basically suburb of Pittsburgh and then Jeff's in Brooklyn, but it's only you know, five, six hour drive. Right. Um, and so what we were hoping for, <clears throat> so we have that sincerity fest and we're going to take like next week for rehearsals. So we'll maybe mess around with some new material then. Um, but we're hoping like through the summer to have Jeff come down like periodically, like once a month and like work on some new material. What I'd like to see, I mean, we, we always, we're all like, I'm always right. Everybody's always writing stuff. We did when since we don't do a lot of touring, and when Crimson came out, we definitely wanted to try to work that record as long as we could, just because one, there's so much other material that we have that like it's like, well, do we want to put another record out real quick? Like, let's kind of like live with this one. It's already hard to pick songs because there's you know whatever. So, but we're starting to feel now like. It, you, you can kind of tell as a musician, as you guys would know, that you feel like you want to have something new. So I don't know. Right now, I there was like, when we first started back, we had an, just an abundance of material. So we were able to do all these different like, like seven inches and we were able to like have material for that, EP, full length. And then right when Crimson was finished, that was kind of the end of all that big abundance of material. So like everything that we have now, not really sure if we will run it that way anymore. Cause we might just be in the point where we're like, okay, well we're writing for a record, writing for a record. And then we've kind of thrown around the ideas of doing like fun cover seven inches, like stuff okay. like that to kind of like release. So like, right. cause that kind of stuff, you can just do for fun and everybody like you're not like you know like it's not like a real like hard thing to kind of do and if it's good enough people should be interested and we could you know kind of like do a release of a little bit of it so then it would help kind of fun doing our next record so right. we talked about doing that we were throwing around some really fun ideas about what like what we could cover and all that kind of stuff so that might be coming uh, we definitely do have intentions on, so in 20, is it 21? 
we did a live stream of yeah. which yeah. was awesome. Yeah, we had a man cost a lot of money. <laughs> but, so, <laughs> but we we did this live stream, and we always had the intention of releasing it somehow in a format, not just as a live stream. We wanted it to be like something people could actually purchase if it's like you know maybe like video component, Blu-ray, whatever, yeah, and then like right. maybe put it on vinyl. So that's being kind of like talked about and figured out now. So hopefully that'll come out. Um, we vote, do have. I've, I voted for that. I voted for that. Oh, nice. Awesome. <laughs> so, so that's going to be worked on. We do know that Tooth and Nails, basically with all the reissues, like they're going to basically, they're going to put everything out. So wow. we just did Liberate. Yeah. Splinter came out. Blood and Fire came out. Um, and then, which, oh God, that Splinter record looks, I mean, I actually have, Russ gave it to me. I have the original green vinyl Splinter. Mm-hmm. So when they released that new one, I'm like, oh man, I have the original one. But then they sent me one of those and I'm like, oh, this looks <laughs> <is> beautiful. <laughs> they did such a great job with that stuff. Yeah, they did. So, but, um, so Pray to Chaos is going to come out. Wow. Self-titled will come out. Like all that stuff will eventually all be put on vinyl and, and done right. Like it's so, I'm um, like, that's another thing too. Like we love being involved in this stuff. So like when Splinter came out, you know, we worked with unoriginal vinyl and we worked with Tooth and and we had our guy that does the mastering. We had him master the record, remaster, do everything to make everything sound good. You want that vinyl to be mastered for vinyl. You don't like when you use CD mastering, some people do, it's crazy to me. You know, so we like spend so much time making sure that everything's done right. And when we did just with the Liberate one, like listening to that record, it's like a new record to me because like the right. mastering totally like cleans up all the like mud right. that was in there. So, so we have our guy doing the next few releases wow. and hopefully I think something's going to be there. One of the reissues will be out by fall, I believe. So. That's cool. So we're doing that, and then then we'll just kind of start writing new material and see yeah. where that takes us. And we're doing this Darkest Hour tour. Uh, we're doing that Sincerity Fest. We got offered, uh, which is super crazy. <laughs> I don't know if you <laughs> they they asked us to do this Blue Ridge Music Festival. Okay, I don't know if you guys paid attention to it or anything, but it's like oh, it's the one in in uh, L- is it in Las Vegas. It's Virginia. So Virginia, okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dude, it's like Southern Virginia and it has like you know, this stage with like all our like all the art scenes. It's like, you know, us darkest hours doing it. Um there's just like everything you would think like normal. And then right. like Hoobastank and <laughs> right. it's Carman like 5000 and like right. how does you know, I think Caesar and like all these other like right. huge like <laughs> rock bands and I'm like this is gonna be so weird man and you know how this will like I'm, I'm gonna go in the wrong area and get kicked out because you're like oh you can't be in by Caesar's backstage <laughs> oh gosh so <laughs> and that's like a that's like a three-day thing isn't it it's like crazy yeah they <laughs> oh no not the COVID cough um <laughs> I don't need it I'm all right um but uh yeah it's like saturday friday saturday and sunday or something like that yeah, yeah it's like three days yeah. people are camping out like oh, yeah. 
oh, even back then, why would you camp? Oh, God, right. I couldn't do it. <laughs> no. Like, even the Cornerstone campers, they yes. were, I always Horrible. saw those campsites. I was like, yeah. you, who are you people? Don't come to our show. <laughs> uh, all right, so here, here's the fun question. Okay. We do this with everybody. What is, can either be a TV show or, or or music, an album, or a band, or whatever. But what's your guilty pleasure? One that something would oh. be. I cannot believe Scott watches that or listens to that. So I, who did I? I've talked to people about guilty pleasures. I don't believe in them because I think right. I like. I don't care, but I love this like, these questions. So the, <laughs> the I'm gonna go band because like TV okay. shows. I I literally watch everything from the worst horror things that's ever been out to like this, like stand-up comedy is one of my favorite things. I love so much, but band I think would be shocking is I love ABBA. I love awesome. ABBA. Like literally <laughs> I love, like I have a greatest hits ABBA record. Cause that's like, it's easy to listen to in the car and man, just like, Oh, so many of those songs. So many of them. Like, because everybody like <laughs> Dancing Queen, all that kind of right. stuff. But Chikatita, like, dude, <laughs> there's so many good <laughs> songs. And like, dude, they pumped me up. That's awesome. Oh, and some of those early ABBA songs have like pretty rocking guitar parts in them. <laughs> that's, so. No one has said ABBA. This is the first. I'm this so is the glad. first. That's that's I'm so awesome. glad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got to shoot it back to you guys. What's your right. guilty pleasures? Has anybody ever asked you? They have before. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> I need to know. All right. So, all right. I'll go first. I'll go, I'll do TV show. Okay. I am. I am a. I I have a man crush on Stanley Tucci, and I. Love I can understand. I I love his searching for Italy show. Like I tell people, they'll ask people be like, "What are you doing on Sunday night?" I said, "I can't go anywhere because I have to watch Stanley Tucci as he crosses Italy and finds great food that I have to be jealous of." Like there's things he eats that I know that I will never eat, and I'm like so into it. Like I know. Oh god, I'm such a foodie too. That would be yeah. so right up my alley. I'm gonna have to look it up. I'm gonna yeah, look oh, it up. It's on CNN. It's so good. It's every okay. Sunday night at like eight. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I I love that. Yeah, it's killer. <laughs> wow. All right, all right, Stephen. Give us um, I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure, but it's a different entity, I guess. So I I love the old Bone Thugs and Harmony. Um, I I listen to <laughs> it all day long. Like, I'm sorry, Dude, but it, Dan it, it, it Wyant gets, could be your gets best me. friend. <laughs> Dan Wyant loves Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> That's uh, it's definitely one of the my guilty pleasures. But that's great. That's, that's great. good awesome. stuff. <laughs> uh, well, is there... dude, I can hang with some old R and B. Oh yeah, I'll do the old hip hop stuff. Like definitely, nineties oh, hip hop is like easy. Killer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so in. <laughs> is there is there anything that you want to promote before you go? Anything you want to like a band or anything that you want to put out there that somebody needs to check out or anything that you got going on else? that you want to push or not really i mean we i'm trying to think if there was like a band we i listened to that dude i kind of just listen to the same stuff so um, check out abba that's unique yeah. <laughs> i like i dude i 
religiously listen to this band called Yob. I can't. That's I listen to the, them all the time. They're like, in my opinion, the best. Like, because I mean, they're considered like doom, I guess, band, but like they're so much more than a doom band. They're just, and I, I think all doom bands are more than doom bands because, like, I think it's just kind of how they people have to classify things. But, but Yob, if you haven't listened to Yob, listen to Yob. Nice, <laughs> nice, awesome. <laughs> well, thanks, man. It, it was so good to reconnect with you and talk and, and actually see you face to face, even though it's through. I know. But it, isn't this great that we can do this? I'm so oh, like, oh, I love that we can do this. And Mick, you yeah. know, and at any point, if we're anywhere close, honestly, we talked about even like having, since we're not super far anyway, and I've talked to Jesse about this, like doing like a big like Zayo family cookout sometime over the summer where oh, every, that'd be like, awesome. everybody that's ever been in the band, anybody, any all the friends or anything just have like this big, weird, like family reunion. So that if we can awesome. do that, wherever we can find a place to do that, that would be pretty incredible. But, but yeah, you know, at any time we're anywhere near you, you are part of the band. Come hang. Any of that thing. Awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for creating a band that I get to still play in. <laughs> I think the, the funny thing is, is you've been in the band longer than than any of the original guys were. So, so right. it's kind of crazy, right? It's like it's, <laughs> it's, it's weird because like you, you got like th there's always going to be there always should be love for the originators, but 
I do. I am really humbled that I've been able to do this for as long as I have. I'm just a persistent jerk that won't stop. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, awesome man. Well, thank cool. once again. Thank you so much. And uh, my pleasure. Coffee, 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 coffee. It is coffee time. The favorite time of our show, um, so I gotta I gotta bring bring this one in because I sent the guys this. It's um, Slack Tide Coffee Roasters from um, Marshfield, Massachusetts. Um, it's local to me. Go Bruins! <laughs> to be to be honest, I, I saw it online because um, I'm a big fan of the artist uh, Dave Quiggle. Um, he actually designed a coffee package for them for the rap artist atmosphere. So that's how I kind of came about them, realized they're two towns away. Um, so I, I went to this store and, and grabbed this. It's a first cast spring blend. Um, what really drew me in was it, it's got the graham cracker flavor. Um, and I'm gonna be honest, I, I wasn't a huge fan. Um, I, I like it. Oh, I really? I, I don't love it. Um, Oh okay. no! My, yeah, my wife, my wife loved it and, and other people that tried it loved it, but um, I don't know. I just feel like I was, I saw the graham cracker. It has promenade, graham cracker and cocoa. So I was like, Dude, oh, yeah. Graham crackers like makes you want it. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, this is going to be so good. And it, I, I felt a little disappointed. Like it's good coffee. Well, don't, it's I'm the not, least I'm prominent not, one yeah. though, right? Yeah, it is. And I'm yeah. not I'm not I'm not knocking it. It's it's good coffee. I highly suggest you try it cuz everybody around me has enjoyed it. Um I just it didn't hit my spot. So, um <laughs> yeah, it's it they're local. They they have other other um roasts, so I definitely want to try another one um in the future. They they make um homemade fat pills and you know, donuts, of course. I I love those. So, <laughs> I'll definitely go back there and, <laughs> and check those out because they they were killer. Uh, that's a, a killer Ding. right there. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but it I love the packaging. You know, it's very presentable. It it's good coffee. It just I just didn't love it. I don't know. Um, what what do you guys think about it? Let me let me know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I was drawn in by the graham cracker as well. Mm -hmm. Uh the first pot i made and we had here at the house i did i did like it i mean i like you i didn't hate it but i liked it um it kind of had that graham crackery kind of taste at the beginning and then it followed up by like this fruity aftertaste which was mm -hmm. confusing to me <laughs> so you know i was like well I, I was like, it, it's all right. It's not, it's, you know, it, it's a decent cup of coffee, but not my favorite. Um, I don't think Lindsay was a fan of it either. I think she was like, eh, it's all right. Okay. She just told me, <laughs> no, she was not. Um, but I did take it to work. I, I took what I had left. I took it to work and um, brewed it up for them, for, for those guys. And they actually like it. Like the majority, there wasn't any, like, I didn't get any thumbs down at all. They all dug it. They were like, and one guy was like, I really like the fruity aftertaste. I really like the pomegranate after, you know, after the cranberry. They were really into it. They drank it straight up black and they're like, I, I could dig this. And they ended up drinking the 
really everything the rest of the pot and was like is there more so right so it was a hit at work um so they like it if it's free well I, well yeah that could be it yeah. <laughs> i'm just teasing i'm teasing uh but no they, they were like do you have any more at home can you can you bring some more so yeah and it just didn't hit my taste buds like that like my my wife it she loved it she loved the promagannate um but it just for me i don't know i was, I was I was stuck on that graham cracker. I was waiting for it to pop, and there was no pop. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I took away from it. Like, I saw graham cracker on there, and I was super excited. So I brewed it at work, and actually, at first, I thought the coffee was burnt. Remember I texted you guys? Yeah. Is this coffee? Yeah. Like, I think mine's burnt. And then I did a, a thorough cleaning of my coffee machine and remade it, and I was like, oh, no, it's not burnt. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's it's weird because the pomegranate is very present and the cocoa gave it a burnt taste a little bit for me um and i just wanted more graham cracker like that's what sold me on it i was like this is gonna be amazing and the graham cracker like hyped it up in my brain and then i think when i drank it i was like this is good but where's the graham cracker Right. 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 So and they have they have a whole bunch of other roasts that they do too. So I'm I'm really curious to try another one because I, I really think that some of those other flavors might might hit me a little better. But definitely the, the combination for some reason it just didn't it just yeah, didn't pomegranate do it. and cocoa is weird. That's a yeah. weird thing to yeah. put yeah. together. Because were, yeah, go ahead, Mick. I was just gonna say there, there was another company that sent us that we got that kind of had pomegranate and cocoa in it, and we weren't fans of it i was a fan of the caffeine because remember i drank it and yes. ripped the carpet out of my house <laughs> yes but, i sent you all of mine remember yes yeah you yeah. did so i was like you want this stuff <laughs> <laughs> but but anyways i'm drinking slack tide right now I, it's a good cup of coffee like i don't know how much this bag of coffee was so i can't tell you if it's like if it's like 10 bucks i'd buy it again if it's more i probably wouldn't it was a little more than that, but it, um, I'd say it was the average a bag goes for these days. Um, well, on what, a, is that, uh, what does that mean? Because like seventeen. What? That's not average. Yeah. Or maybe like maybe like high end coffee. Ind- independent. Well, know. I'm drinking Big Shoulders. <laughs> what? I got Big Shoulders coffee here that I had. I think this was like twelve ninety nine, which this is one of my favorite coffees. And then Just Coffee, I think, is like. Ten ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So if it was like in that range, I would buy it again. But or right. buy it. You you bought it for me originally, but. Anyways, was, that's coffee yeah. talk, right? It is fast fast cast. My grandpa said, "If you ain't got nothing good to say, cut coffee talk." Okay. <laughs> uh, we out. We out. We out. What's up? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Big laugh from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Leo here plays bass. Uh, his band released Manic Revision in May of 2020. 
four tracks clocking in in just under eight minutes. And I also got to say that I purchased the blue vinyl record through 11 p.m. records, and I love it. The blue press. Isn't it blue. sick? Is that the first one? The first press? I don't know. I lost. I don't keep track. I'm the last person to ask about how many pressings there are and like where our stuff goes and I don't know anything. I'm not even in Europe right now, which is oh, where they yeah. are. Tell the listeners what's going on. So, I dropped the ball super hard. You know, I blame it on Garib Indian food here in Chicago for giving me <laughs> constipation and diarrhea over the span of a few weeks. So, I wasn't able to get... then yeah, diarrhea. Then diarrhea. Okay. Thankfully, in that order. And then, <laughs> uh, because of that, I wasn't able to get my passport in time. So... They had to fill, fill somebody else in for base. Shout out Sam from Armor for pulling through. Yeah, that's a crazy story. We work together, by the way. This is true. And I heard about your diarrhea slash constipation. Yeah. And I felt for you. It was scary, man. <laughs> it was scary. It's no joke. Didn't you, you went to the doctor for it, right? I went to the doctor. I asked my manager to give me a ride there, dude. And <laughs> man, it was a bummer. They, and you know what they said? Yeah, I do know since what I'm said. since I'm from Wisconsin, your insurance doesn't cover this visit at all. So if anybody listening to this podcast, Venmo me a few bucks. Yeah, because he's in Chicago right now. Because I'm because I'm living in Chicago now. Yeah, he's working at the print shop. Working at Belly Acres. Boom. 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 You got a big mouth, sucker. <laughs> so I love how the music has an old school hardcore influence to it. My favorite track is No Embrace. Uh, I love the noisy guitar feedback into the riff, and then the vocalist gives that ooh, 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 yeah. into the track. That's my favorite. Let's drop it now. Anyways, let's uh, let's talk about some things. Let's get into some things because you, I, I think I originally showed you the podcast because we did a review of your record, uh-huh. and then you came to me one day and was like, "Hey, I'll be on your podcast." And I was like, "What? Why? Really? You want to be on the podcast? That's cool." Well, why not? <laughs> yeah, I just thought not? you know, like, yeah, why not? Let's talk. There's no, there's, I mean, it couldn't hurt, you know. Sure. Also, I think it's really interesting that. This podcast covers this half of like hardcore and like right now because I mean growing up and like going to like shows in Milwaukee it was a lot of that that I went to because that's all there was really like in the burbs and like, a lot of what do you mean like hardcore like capital H hardcore okay. and like beatdown and like metalcore you know yeah. yeah and I thought it was sick because it was like my first like first exposure to it like live music so for the listeners you're a younger guy 
Yeah. You're 22? I'm 20. 20? Yeah. Oh, shit, you're 20. Turning 21 in August. Oh, okay. So I still got a minute. So you being a kid means what year? What, what like, year? Yeah, like what year? What music did you get into at well, what, what year? So I was getting, I was first getting into punk like at like probably like 13, mm -hmm. 12 years old. Because mm -hmm. I was, uh, I can't remember, but my first big, big, how old are like freshmen in high school? Oh gosh. Uh, Wait, no, even before that, never 13? mind. 13? 14, so I was I probably know. around like 12 years old. I went to the school in a neighborhood in Milwaukee called Bayview, mm -hmm. or it was a, the school was called Humboldt Park, but it was in Bayview, and right down the street from the school is this record store called Rushmore, and Rushmore Records is the sickest spot ever, and the dude who owns it and, like, runs all the stuff there, his name is Dan, I was like, and I walked in there in my little ass with, like, a NoFX patch and a sure. flipped up suicidal hat and everything, and I was like, hey, man, like, what CD should I buy? And he gave me inflammable material. And uh, Eye Against Eye. And that, like, changed my life forever. So I was like, all right, for sure, this is it. This is what I'm hooked on to now. And his name was Dan, and he's the best. I still owe him everything. Like, if it wasn't for him, I definitely wouldn't be with any of my friends now. Is that what got you into playing bass, too? Was no, that kind of music? No? I had been playing bass since, like a, like, a little before that. So, because I was just, like, in, like, Green Day and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and teachers in school would bring guitars. And it was kind of like... I don't know, like a hippie kind of school, I guess. But not really. It was like still public school. Did you get grades or did you get smiley faces? I got grades. Okay. <laughs> they were shit grades. I was never good in school. No, no, I mean like, so they didn't have like stars and leaves and smiley faces? No, no, and no. Pentagrams and stuff? No, we just had teachers who would like play guitar and were like kind of punk. Oh, okay. Which I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's hippie or not, but... I don't know. Whatever. I don't care. Okay. As long as you had fun. It was alright, man. <laughs> public schools in Milwaukee suck. <laughs> But, but yeah, that's where it's that's how long I had been, like since around twelve years old, going to Rushmore Records. Cool. And then uh, a little after that, I had met up with these dudes in these like hardcore bands, like Leo McClutchy and Drew and all them that are uh, that still playing like hardcore bands now. And they would like I would hitch rides with them to the Burbs to go to these like hardcore gigs, to like JJ's like basement in like Franklin and they were all like metalcore and like hardcore like capital H like two-step beat ass type mm -hmm. music and I thought it was sick but then you know I kind of grew out of it and I was like all right I don't really like this anymore so I started listening to more like a lot of like 80s hardcore punk like some real yeah I don't know like deep cut stuff that I was like really attracted to and I thought it was great and I thought it was like I thought it was the best and I still do and it's like what I listen to all the time, other than like soul and like reggae or whatever. But. Yeah, so yeah, so you, you're our old printer, by the way, um, you could walk in, and this is no this is no diss to people who listen to this kind of music, but it sounds like he could be like a teenage girl and say the early two thousands. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. But I I come out and listen. It's like kind of like, like pop music and like yeah like yeah, you know, yeah. like like guitar. Taylor Swift type. Yes. And I think it's funny. And then I, yeah, it was funny. And then I walk out of my office and I hear you playing like, playing like skinhead reggae yeah. and some hip hop and uh, just a mix of music. Maybe yeah. some Cuban music even. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I thought that was pretty cool. So you have an eclectic taste. Sure. In music. You do. Yeah. And I think it's cool that uh, Big Laugh has those old school elements. Like you can hear mm -hmm. it. It even has some of those like old school straight edge DC bands kind of 
Well, that's what it was. It was really Big Laugh started with just me and Drew, and we were. Oh, you're original. Yeah. That's cool. It was just me and him, and it was like us. We were both straight edge at the time too, and it was like summer and it was hot. We were like, yo, let's just start like a goofy like hardcore punk band. That sounds like like outburst and like sure. uh, like old eighties hardcore yeah. like the abused, you know. Yeah. We were like, all right, for sure, let's do it. So it was just me and him. And I was playing bass, he was playing guitar. And then, like, we tried doing everything, and then we ended up getting with these other dudes. It's a long story, but whatever. But that's how it started, it was just us two. Yeah. Just, like, being obsessed with, like, 80s hardcore straight edge music. Like, that's... Youth of Today. And, right. Like, and how long have you guys kids. been together now? Like, Big Laugh? Yeah. Well, so from that, from you and Drew starting it to now. Oh, man, this was, like, summer of, like, 2017. Okay, you've been together for a while. So for like a while. Yeah, it's a good run so far. But man, I, I'd like to think that like for us being a band this long, we've gone pretty far. Yeah, that's I want to talk about that if I'm allowed to. Yeah, go ahead. I am. I can drop it. I mean, I don't know. If, I don't. <laughs> I don't You're know. Not gonna get in trouble if any of them hear it. But but anyways, so let me let me let me say something. You right can now. edit it out if you want. No, to. no. Let me. You said no edits. Remember. Man, you're right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so let me drop. So let me drop this here. So Leo's band, Big Laugh. Um, hey, you're actually on this. Sorry to go to different. No, you're you guys fine. are actually on this uh, comp that I have. I remember this is the first time I heard you guys. Oh yeah. Yeah, on the Alpha Dog, uh, Underdogs Rise Above Three. Is it Rise Above? You know what's funny about that? Rise, yeah, Rise of the Underdogs. What's funny? I don't. I did not. I don't. You I've, didn't know about I it? I never knew about that. Really? I have the poster out there. I know. You I see, see it all the time. No. You're, Big Laugh's the first name on I it. I don't read, dude. <laughs> I don't read. <laughs> Come on. I print shirts. <laughs> um, no, okay, so we kind of have hardcore royalty with us right now, by the way, listeners, because when I first met Leo, we were just chatting, and he was he's new at, at work, and he was like, yeah, our band just signed to Revelation Records. And I, like, I, I tried not to have my jaw hit the floor because that's, like, for hardcore, that's, like, yeah. that's like going to the NHL yeah. or the NBA. Like That's, that's so funny hearing that now because when I told you, you were like, that's real, that's real cool, man, at least for hardcore. And I was like, this dude's an asshole. He's <laughs> no. like, I can't even get, like, a congratulations <laughs> or something. Like, this guy. Well, I didn't know you yet. I didn't know how you take it or if you would, if it, like, go to your head. But now you're, I know you're a cool dude. Yeah. So I'm like, I was, I was like, holy shit, that's cool. It's huge for hardcore. That's hard, he's hardcore royalty. Barely, man. But, <laughs> I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was, like, super sick, you know? Like, who wouldn't want to be in a, on a label like that? That you just, like, grew up listening to bands like that, yeah. you know? It's sick. You're in the big leagues now, bro. Enjoy I mean, it. for as long as we can ride, yeah. you know? But, I mean, we were trying to ride it for a long time. Yeah. Tell your revelation story that you told me. Man. <laughs> like, all all right, cool. So, <laughs> so, we drive... This little ass band from Milwaukee drives all the way to, I think it's in Orange County, mm-hmm. Revelation HQ, or Santa Cruz, and we go there, and we're like geeking out about everything, you know, like we see like inside out uh, inserts, yeah. and like original pictures, and like full photos, and everything, and it's crazy, and it's so sick. How is it in there? Is it small? Is it It's big? like pretty, it looks, well, I thought it was going to be a lot bigger. Yeah. It, it looks like a little shop in a strip mall. Oh, here's another question. Is it open for business, or is it just an online thing? Like, can you walk in and buy stuff? I think you can walk in and buy stuff. Okay. But it's, like, the headquarters. That's, like, where all the 
the so they have records and shirts and stuff. They have there. records, they have shirts, like everything there. They have the, their own screen press in there too. Oh, cool! When we went in there, they were like printing shirts. They were printing the shirts that we were gonna have to, that we were gonna sell at the show. Oh, really? The same night. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, so hit, the press just like ours out here. Yeah. Well, I think it was manual. Okay. It was a manual press. I don't wow, know. They do a lot of colors too. Yeah, I don't think they do all the. They signed out for some probably I think for the so. bigger runs. Yeah, because that wasn't a big machine. Yeah, yeah. Was it like the hand remember. press, we, the little one we have out here? Yeah. And they had like a little like small flash and everything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that didn't really make sense because I was like, oh my god, there's sweaters and shirts may have like real intricate stuff on them sometimes. Yeah, you they know? probably so, send those ones out. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But whatever, right? Anyways, so there's, yeah. So we walk in and like we get introduced to everybody and we're like looking at this dude printing our shirts that we're going to sell at the gig and it was sick. It was awesome, honestly. It was the best. And then we're like, you know, low key in the back of our heads, like, man, can we get anything? You know, like, can yeah. we get like a shirt or like <laughs> some kind of like first press record or yeah. something? You know, autograph record. I know, right? Like we, you know, what? Yeah. We're Judge. a new band. Come on, let me get like a signed like Chug King record, you know, <laughs> yeah. or something. Sell it on eBay for seven grand. Right, but man, they got we got a shirt, we got a Rev shirt, two color Rev shirt, and a war a few Warzone buttons. Nice Warzone though. Warzone's the best. Yeah, man. But we we were just like, even, regardless though, we were stoked. And Adam's the best. He's the guy that did everything, and it was what, awesome. What do you mean by everything? Like signed you guys? And he signed us. He listened to us. He like looked for us, and it was great. And he so invited us and everything. How did that happen? Like how did you guys um, get signed? Man, I don't, don't know. You don't even know. I can't even. That's like up well, to you. Well, so let me for people that don't know, you guys are pretty big. Like, 11 p.m. Records pushed you pretty hard. Yeah, they they they, um, they did the groundwork, right? Yeah, they definitely they were like our first thing. Yeah, like that's how I first got the record, and I, well, I actually first heard of you guys on the Underdogs thing. But mm. um, if you go to their to any of their social media or their Bandcamp, like they push the crap out of you guys, like it's huge. Yeah, they were the, like Pat was the best doing yeah. it. He's, that's the whole. So did that... he help you guys get on Rev? Probably. Yeah. Or? Well, I think. I think Rev asked Pat, and then Pat told us, I believe. I don't know. But we did ask him, though. We were like, well, what do you think about this? You know, if we yeah. go on the Rev, and he was like, go, like, you should totally go for it. And we were like, all right, fuck it. So we took it. Yeah, that's good. And it was the best. It was the best, like, thing ever. So we're super excited, and we just, like, finished recording a whole LP for him. Oh, yeah. How many songs? Man, I this is wrong, the worst questions, all right? <laughs> These are give me some other questions. Hardcore royalty. We have hardcore royalty with us. And I don't all know right. anything. All right. Boom. Metal 80 bitches. All right. It's that time when we review some good albums. And Great man, albums. Yes. Do we have some good stuff? Cuz what's crazy is is we already had like three albums already picked out. And then yes. these dropped, and we were like, "What the heck? <laughs> Let's do these, and then we'll and then we'll save those for the next one." Like that's how crazy it is. And, and what I'm worried about is is that there's so there's so much good music coming out right now that we're going to keep pushing things around. So we we might have to expand the album reviews. Maybe I don't know, but but we got three killer ones. Ding. <laughs> on this episode so i'm i'm gonna go first is that all right fellas yeah oh yeah all right so 
we had to we had to review this one. Um, be well. The EP, Hello Sun, it dropped. It dropped this month. I think this is one of the records, you know, that all of us bought. And I think we all got different variants. I think mine is the coolest. <laughs> I don't know. Like that that clear black and white is unbelievable. Uh, Wiley, did you get the, the sunrise kind of one? The I got the blue and the... Uh... Uh, white mix i really like that i don't have any records yeah. like that yeah that's pretty killer what 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 did you get Steve? i got ye- yellow and black oh yeah that's you kind of got yeah, the sunrise kind of one okay. yeah that's pretty cool oh but what can i say about this i absolutely love everything about this record it it's very it has progressed since the last record um it kind of and when, you know when we had um when we had Aaron on and we were talking to him about this coming upcoming record, he was like, listen guys, it's everywhere. It's all over the place, but it gels very well. And that's what I would say. It, it is everywhere. Like there's some youth crew stuff. And then it goes into like, like hello son is definitely like this laid back, almost like windows rolled down drive time, ballady emo song. And then it goes right back into some, like hardcore-esque stuff um but what's really got me into this record is the lyrics so Uh, good stepped up their game oh man it it's like the first time i heard the song hello son and which um wiley you posted it the other day in one of your stories and just hearing it, it it's it's emotional like i i I didn't quite tear up but it's like one of those things like if i had a if i had a quiet moment and i listened to that song i probably would tear up a little bit like it's it's that it draws you in and i feel that way about the majority of the record like there's not a song that i don't uh that i don't get into there's not one yeah. that i dislike and uh the one song that I, I just it just keeps bringing me back to it's the song only one wish that that is a killer track right there Ding. <laughs> <laughs> and we're and we're gonna play it right now and then you guys i want to hear your thoughts so you ready let's go here it comes only one wish
what did you guys think? Go ahead, Wiley. Steve. Are you no, on me? Go ahead. Yeah. All right. So I, I think Aaron touched it when we talked to him the best. Um, for me, same as you, the lyrics. Um, yeah. This guy uh, is Brian, right? So he 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 delivers lyrics that that you can relate to, no matter what you're going through. You think he's talking about what you're going through. So it, it's 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 very well written. Um, I love it. I, I fell in love with it as soon as I heard it. I, I think I love it just as much as the first um, of their release. And I think that the, honestly, it, it tells a story. I mean, l- let me read you the tracks the, the tracks tell a story. If, if you read it the right way, treadless, I will leave you with this an endless loop. Hello, son. Only one wish in the shadow of who I thought I once was. Yeah, that's it. I didn't, I didn't even, I put that together today. I'm like, wow, like that's crazy. Like kind of like read it down there, but um, yeah, the vocals, I mean, obviously the musicians are, are amazing. It's just a, a great piece of artwork. So I know Wiley loves it just as much as us. So Wiley, let, let us hear what you say. Yeah. I, I really like the first Be Well record. And when I found out this one was only going to be six songs, I was a little bummed, but I know like a lot of bands are doing that now and it makes sense because no one has attention spans anymore. But <laughs> when, when these, when I heard these six, it, and I got the, I got it on cassette tape too. So I, I play that at work a lot because I have a player here at work and it's, it's moving like those vocals, his vocals on the first record are really good. He's got good things to say, but he upped his game on this and it's, it, it hits home with people I think who are struck, which everyone struggles with mental health at some point in their lives. It's just, it's a fact. And I think like he was just so raw and real and stripped down with his, like it inspired me to be that way in my life and in my writing. Like, it's just, it's incredible how vulnerable he was with his lyrics. Yeah. And I think that's what the music's great, but I just can't, the, the music is great the lyrics mm-hmm. make this this album so powerful it's a great mix of lyrics and music and yeah, I like, I was, I like, like, you like instantly feel like you could be friends with them like yeah you know what i mean like like you just really like or you want to give them a hug yeah yeah <laughs> like come here dude i i feel <laughs> <Right>. you <laughs> right it's cool yeah hello sons probably my favorite and uh only one wish yeah yeah he he delivers vocally too. Like he puts every like everything that he put into that pen when he wrote it, he delivers vocally as well. You hear yeah. it, you hear the emotion in his voice, uh, and he's just pouring out those lyrics. So yeah, man. I, right. uh, the whole yeah, the whole band is just full of talent. I mean, you know, every every instrument is just top notch, and and he just brings it to that that next level, which is is pretty cool. And I, I I'm. I'm stoked for them. I think they're going to be around for a long time. Yeah. And I'm not even mad that it's only six songs. Like right. I think it's, <laughs> right. I think it, it beats their first record and it's half the songs. Right. Right. So yo, be well, you're doing good. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Me. I'm All next. Right. All right. <laughs> so I found out about this band through Steven, our hardcore encyclopedia here on the podcast. And he sent this to me, and I'll, I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty busy right now at the moment in my life, 
and you send a lot of things. <laughs> I'll always make time for hockey, no matter right. what. Like we could chat hockey whenever you want, but like you send me tons of music, which I love, but I really like. I'll listen to the ones where the cover draws my attention at this point, because mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, the the human hardcore encyclopedia has just sent me another 20 records. <laughs> and I saw this squint album cover and it's so cool. It's, it looks like it's like a drawing of maybe like a statue head on the ground. And mm-hmm. like, it's, it's might've been fallen for a while and there's uh, plants growing out of it. It's kind of chipped up and it's like a really simple drawing, but it, for some reason it just grabbed my attention because I don't see a lot of hardcore records like that. And it's really eye catching to me personally. And I was like, where do I get, where do I get this physical music? And you're like, Oh, they got cassettes. And I went and they were sold out. You're like, I found it in another place. And so I ended up buying, I ended up getting one, but this album, it's five songs. They released it in April of this year of 2022. It's like, almost 10 minutes it's like nine and a half minutes or something and it's so good everything on it is it's just i don't know it's weird because like that be well is kind of like the hardcore mix with emo right this is kind of like the first wave like old school hardcore mix with emo in my opinion and i really love it because it's got like the emo vocals but more you know old school hardcore emo yeah and every song just kicks so hard on this record. The drummer is phenomenal. Uh, just everything pieces together so well on this record that anytime I get in the car and drive to work or anywhere, like that's what I put on is this record. I love it. And the thing is, is the intro is my favorite, I think. And it's called Squintro. And I'm yes. like, I'm like super dad <laughs> core and my dad, core vibes were like that's so awesome they called their intro squintro <laughs> and so i think we should drop squintro because i think it's funny and it's great do it do it now Stephen, what did you think of it? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, Squint rules. Uh, I think they're awesome. Um, I found them from um, the independent label Sunday Drive. I I caught them um, when they released something for Broken Vow, which is um, a central mass, like, Connecticut hardcore band. Um, They got some really killer um, artists on their label, too, uh, like Fever Child and and Ease is on there. There's a, a bunch of others, but it's different. They have a whole bunch of different sounds uh, coming from Sunday drive. So definitely check them out. But squint's cool. Like I did a little research and um, I think no pressure. There's a gentleman from no pressure in it. Um, and a couple other bands. They're from like the St. Louis area. But as soon as I heard ghost, I heard the squintro is, is awesome. Just like Wiley said, it, it's amazing. But that song ghost, I was like, Whoa. Um, 
here we go. It's, it's top notch. I think that um, they nailed it. It's a very unique sound to me. Um, so it felt like it was, it was different than everything else right now, uh, which I love that. And, and it was an, an instant um, uh, like go-to. I mean, I, it's definitely like the, the albums that we're reviewing on this show, uh, probably like the, the three that I've been listening to <laughs> over and over again um, since each has been released. So um, great stuff. I love, just like he said, the artwork is amazing. Um, it just, it, it fits the name Squint. I'm like, Squint, like that's just a perfect name for a band. Like I could just, I don't know, like I would have never thought of naming my band Squint, but after, you know, seeing the artwork and hearing it, and I'm just like, that's the perfect name for them. So um very excited. They should be very proud of what they wrote. Great artists. Yeah, like um the you guys basically said a lot of the stuff that that I really dug too. Uh, the drums totally stand out on this record. I dig <laughs> it a lot. Um but I remember when you sent it, Stephen, like I, I was at work and I was able to to actually play it uh, through a pretty nice like PA system there at work. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> this is a killer record. Oh, my gosh. Being able to hear all the parts. I was like, oh, yes. And it, you know, some of the other guys, you know, we're all everybody that works. There's musicians. So like it, the musicianship on this record totally drew everybody in like, oh, man. And. Like even the the guy who, who who's in the drum department, he's like, man, those drums, oh man, he kept talking about it. So it was so cool to to you know first experience to hear it through something like that. But also, dude, it, it brought me to the band Fever Child, which I had never not heard before because yeah. yeah. the, the record label and all that. And I was like, oh, so yeah, like Squint and and that that Fever Child record, I've been listening to it a ton since you sent that. So yeah, like yeah, I it's. Whew. It's it's a good record too. Like what what's the what the heck is going on right now? <laughs> We're seeing like all these crazy records are coming out. I'm like I can't take it. <laughs> right. Hey Mick. Yes. Squint your eyes. It'll all get clear. <laughs> oh, I love that line. Right. <laughs> uh, so thank you, Stephen, for for sharing that record with us because that is a favorite of mine right now. Yeah. Of course. And any anything that I share with you guys goes into the, the Coffee and Hardcore playlist. So if you guys got Spotify, you can go on there and you can listen to what we listen to. Yeah. Um, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steven, it's your turn. What you, what you got? I got um, a little band from Oakland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Discourage. Uh, they released Disaster Fatigue. Um, May 23rd, which was just a couple days ago, actually. Um, they released it on uh, Patient Zero, which is a Massachusetts label. Uh, oh, is it? I doing, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, doing great things from uh, Western yeah. Mass. Um, this album's amazing. I mean, I, it came out a couple days ago. It's been on nonstop for me. Yep. Um, it is an amazing follow-up to the 2020 EP, Furlong Hope. Um, Dude, it blows it, every record uh, away. Yes. Yeah, it's ne it's next it's <laughs> next level fast hardcore um the mix of tracks it's just simply it's it's epic i mean this this is gonna be on everybody's list of of albums of the year and um i don't know i can't say enough good things about it i mean 
it's just a couple of days and it's just over and over. So I, I'm gonna um I'm gonna give it a, a rating of a killer killer killer. That's oh um, ding 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 ding. That's three killers, kid. So you know <laughs> that means I really like it. Uh, <laughs> um, I especially love the persistent drumming on the tracks because Matt just like hammers away. Um, along with that thick fat bass, like you, Mick knows yes. what I'm talking about. <laughs> Why don't I know what um, you're talking about? Why can I know? <laughs> well, you you got that. You you know all about the vocals because he brings it too, man. It, it, you just put those three together, and, and don't get me wrong, the the guitarist is is killing it as well. But those three, for some reason, just it just mixes so well. Um, it's top notch. They definitely went to the next level with this with this album. Um, and if you haven't heard it. I, I'm I'm honored to to share it with you. So it's a it's a true masterpiece. So I think um, my favorite track that I'm not gonna pick to play oh. is um, is Echo is Echo Chamber. And Why are you picking that one? I'm not gonna pick it because it's not the best introduction to the record. Oh, um, it's it, a great it song is, though. It's a great song, but I think the the best introduction is the way had it they had it laid out. So Asterix is is what I'm gonna throw down because it's it's fast hardcore at its best so i think we uh we let them hear that i respect that drop it mick here it comes I just want I just want to say that the title of the album is perfect. It's amazing. For what has happened in the last two or three years? It's just yeah, disaster you're worn out. fatigue. Yeah, you're, I, oh, and I think the I think the music fits well with that. Sorry, even I just, that I just even that, that intro. Out. Do you know what yeah. the intro's from? No, it know. sounds so familiar, but I don't know what it's from. Yeah, I don't I either. I can't. But it's like can't put it's, two and two together. I mean, I know it's from a movie, but yeah. it's almost like 
yo, this is exactly what's happening right now in the world. And this could be like, he could, he could be do, he could be saying that right now. Like, you know, no one's getting along. Like we're all fighting. We're all sick of each other kind of thing or whatever he says in there. And, you know, I wanted to document this in case we don't make it. And it's like, I think that's how a lot of us feel right now. What if, what if we don't make it? Yeah. You know, like it's just, we're bombarded with all this crazy shit that's happening in the world from shootings everywhere, churches, uh, grocery stores, schools, and COVID. And then you got crazy people on the left and crazy people on the right that are just mentally insane and telling each other, you know, their ways wrong and their, and the way that they think is right. And it's like, you just bombarded with all this stuff and it makes you just want to go stop and pause. Like, (laughs) ah, you know what I mean? It's seriously like, it just fucks with your brain and you're just like, I think so many people are just over it. It's just, there's too much. It's too much. Yeah. And we need a break. Like we all just need a break. It's just, it's, it's too much. Sorry. I went off on a rant, but, um, no, that's, it's a great album title because it, when I heard it and when I listened to it, I'm like, this is exactly how I feel. I just feel like worn out, worn down, like mentally scraping by. Fuck. So yeah. yeah. (laughs) Sorry to get all like weird with you guys, but. Nah, it's the truth that you're not alone, man. I think the whole the whole world's feeling that right now, and they, well, they did sure. a great, they did a great job with um with bring it. You know, it's it's good stuff. But this music, this music so far this this year is definitely carrying us. I mean, it, we've been very lucky to have one after another being dropped every week. But um, yeah. some of these rec- some of these records truly get me through the week. I mean, that that's yeah. that's what that's what music is. For me, that yeah. I'm lucky to have these artists putting it out there for us. So, you know, it's, it's cool stuff. No, I agree, man. And like, we're friends with some of these guys, with these people dropping this amazing stuff. And it's crazy because we know like a few people in a few of these bands that we're reviewing. And even Mark Allen Bradley, his band disappeared. And it's like, they're just putting out phenomenal records. And yeah it just it blows my mind it's like where did this come from and it's good because they have so <laughs> they have so much inspiration to take from right now because of everything that's going on you know and my wife like comes home crying almost every other day because of the world and we live in chicago which is you know a crazy city on its own and, and people are insane but um i agree like i don't she doesn't have that kind of stuff to get her through some of this and it's sad and it, it's, it breaks my heart, but I have to shut down sometimes just so I can get through all this stuff that's going on. And so having this music as a soundtrack for mental health is huge. Right. And I, I agree with you, Stephen. Big time. Well, we just got really heavy in our, <laughs> but it was good. It's true though. Like I can't, well, I'm going back through in my head, like from the guests that we've had on, to all the albums that we reviewed so far this season like we're picking these things because it is what gets us through it is right. what what like from the from the title of the albums to the, the music itself all of it is there's a connection in there somewhere like we're digging this because honestly it's what 
it's what brings sanity to everything or it's at least something to hear because we're like we relate to it so much like okay they get it too it's not just me i'm not crazy like these guys see it too uh and it's it's just for me it's very very like um it just feels good uh in the sense of i felt like there was a season in hardcore music where it just everything it was about like beating people up and crowd killing people and it it took it it took a bunch of stuff in the world to happen to kind of wake everybody up and now like i feel like there's stuff being put out there that can actually make a difference at least for individuals that yeah. makes sense like for us and and other like the grassroots kind of like everything up here might be fucked up but like grassroots wise like people are waking up and i think there's a soundtrack to it it's very yeah, very yeah, weird and intense <laughs> sorry guys a little, little, little bit of album <laughs> reviews a little bit of philosophy you know right? yeah it's good times <laughs> all right let's quit this next segment <laughs> All right, what's up? We got Leo part two of Big Laugh. So Leo approached me and he said, I don't really want this to be one of those lame interviews like the first part that we just did. Yes, sir. <laughs> I said, At okay. least the first half. The rest of it was like pretty whatever, but we started off and it was pretty. Yeah, yeah. I told me you got to give a little fluff so people will still listen. But Yeah, come on. No one wants to hear about how we got into Revelation. I right? did. I wanted to hear. Well, that's behind. You don't got to record that. Let's then. do it. So, okay. He, he said he wanted to talk about the, the hardcore community, hardcore scene a little bit. And I thought it, it was kind of neat because I'm an old man. I'm 41. This kid's 20. So we both have different perspectives on yeah. the community or the scene or whatever you want to call it. So let's hear from Leo what he thinks about it all. What, well, what do you mean? Well, I don't know. When we were talking earlier, you said... you. F- I don't want to put words in your mouth. So, no, no, no. Go ahead. But you said... I was saying what? one of the problems with the air quote scene is uh, people taking it too serious and wearing oh. shirts of bands that they don't really know like, okay. or represent or stuff like that. I don't know. If well, not really. That. Okay, so I mean, I don't know. So I'll put it like this: so big laugh, right? When we started it, it was supposed to be like a hardcore punk band, you know? Yes. Like, influenced from the shit that we liked, and it, it would have been all cool. But, really, like, the whole point of it was that we were both punks and hardcore kids. We both liked everything, you know? We liked, like, hardcore, we liked oil, we liked rock and roll and all of it. So sure. we just, and there was, like, a divide in the scene in Milwaukee of punkers, you know, like, hardcore punkers and then hardcore kids, mm-hmm. you know? Which sucked, because we were friends with everybody. And, like, they didn't like seeing each other at shows and shit. I don't know why. But we were just like, you know what? Screw it. Like, let's just, like, get our our punk homies to come to gigs and play, like, hardcore music that they can, like, two-step to. And that'll drive, like, a whole different crowd. And then everybody will be cool, you know? Because there was always that, like, I don't know, like, bands, hardcore, like, bands never played with different bands. They were always just, like, around the same, like, sound, which sucked, you know? Every band was sounding the same, and still does, kind of, honestly, sometimes. 
and it bums me out. You're saying like on a particular show, like they'll book the show and every band will, you could close your eyes and you would exactly like exactly the same. Yeah. Or you can close your eyes and next week someone will put out a demo and it'll sound exactly the same. Sure. You know, and it sucks because like that's not how it should be. At least I don't think so. You like, do whatever you want, play whatever you want. Can I interject real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Because because when when I sent uh, Big Laugh to Mick and Steven to listen to, Mick went and for some reason went and read some reviews first and he's like I shouldn't have done that I should always listen to the music first and one thing it said was Big Laugh sounds different than any other band that's out there right now and Mick was like no I don't think that's true but then he went back and looked at the date and he was like oh this came out in 2020 he's like yeah this your guys' record is kind of a pioneer for that sound that's coming out a lot now if yeah. that makes sense Yeah. like a ton of bands are copying it now Mm. That 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 sound. I'm not saying like you were the very first ones to do it, no, but, yeah. but like a few years ago, it wasn't popular. Now it's super popular. Yeah. So, so when he looked at the date, he was like, "Oh, I thought this came out this year, you know, 2022 or yeah. whatever." And he's like, "Oh yeah, back then I could see like yes, that was a pioneer kind of sound." Well, so. I mean that's because we were just like into the old shit, you yeah. know. Yeah. We well, well, that's what I'm saying. Like that's big now. Like people are copying that now. I know. Which, I mean, honestly, I think it's, like, it's good. Because you should never forget the old stuff. You should never stop listening to the old music. Because right. you're never going to be better than that, you know? It's always going to rule, no matter how old you get. Yeah, like, but your stuff's going to be old someday. Like, like if you if you listen to the youth of today and Gorilla Biscuits talk in interviews, they say, like, we never thought that this was going to be what it was. We were just yeah. kids making music. And that's what you think about yourself right now. But dude, you're gonna be on Revelation Records. One day, someone could go back 20, 30 years from now and be like, "Dude, Big Laugh, they're so awesome! Like they're pioneers of this of this mixing old school yeah. with new school." And but you never, right now, you well, don't we don't think really that. think about that though. Exactly. You know? like, never, we don't, yeah, we don't really care. So you don't know. Well, let's not talk about it. Then. <laughs> no, I, I just think not. that's neat to think about. Like, like you never think about it. Like I have friends who're like, "Damn it, I had that." hockey card or that yeah. shirt from that tour or that seven inch and they're like i wish i would have held on to it i never thought it would have been worth that so yeah it's just we should always definitely live in the now because you know we never know that that's that could be the best time you know well i mean also yeah i think that like it's all taken way too seriously too sure. you know like you should just be having fun with your friends you know and just right. playing rock and roll music and just like, that's what it all started off of, you know? Yeah. I You're agree. not doing it just to fucking, sh like, show off and yeah. impress somebody, you know? You're doing it cause of, for yourself. Well, yeah. There's fun. people who are into punk and hardcore for a phase, which is fine. And then there's people who are in it forever. Yeah. They're old, like me. And they're in, they like punk. You know, I was into punk when I was in high school. Operation Ivy was my favorite band. Yeah. Back in the day. And I started out so punk, good. and then later on, started getting into the more palatable hardcore like Gorilla Biscuits yeah. and then you know got into the more I like new stuff too that's why we started this podcast you know what's funny is that I was gonna uh, say this too about that is that when I first met you we were talking about our favorite bands Yeah. and I because of that you were like oh well, what's your favorite band and I was like oh well the bad brands but it was kind of like it kind of sucked to say that because I hadn't listened to them in like a while but you, you just know that they're your favorite band Yeah. so I was like oh wait let me actually like revisit this record Amazing record, like or yeah. uh, band in DC. Yeah. Amazing record. That's timeless. Right. And I and I was just like so stoked and happy to listen to it. It felt like I like the first time I had listened to it. Yeah. In like so long. Well, same with 
Operation Ivy. I probably haven't listened to that in a couple of years, but it's still my favorite. It's so good. Like, it's like, and that's what's so good about it. That's well, what that's I love what's good about music. Is yeah. you put it on, it brings you back to a different time. Yep. Like listening to uh, Stiff Little Fingers reminds me of just like sitting on my grandma's floor and just playing CDs in her like little jank, janky ass like yeah. CD player. See, that's cool. It brings it's you back great. to places. Big Laugh will do that for someone someday. I uh, hope not, dude. <laughs> you're going to listen to this podcast and be like, damn, this is an idiot. <laughs> no. No, you're not an idiot. Uh-huh. But so, young guy, old guy. Yeah. There is a divide that we know is in the scene. Young people don't really like to listen to the old guy hardcore. Old guys don't like to get, which is a stereotype, but old guys yeah, don't yeah. like to, you know, to listen to the young guy stuff because they're stuck in their ways and stuck yeah. in the old school. Um, I know that's not for that's not the case for everybody, but that is a big thing. And do we, you think? Well, do you think that old guys are like real like discouraging of like young dudes, young people, and like their music? You think they're all like stuck in the past? Uh, am I speaking for old guys here? I mean, speak for like I don't know who you know. Um, if you want, I think it's hard. Okay, because. Can I speak for well, my, just say, can I speak well, for myself real quick? Speak for yeah. Okay. I'm I'm 41. I quit touring when I was 30, and I toured a lot. Um, with I was in different bands, punk bands. I was actually in a uh, like a punk kind of folk band too, for a while. Like um, I like different kinds of music. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I was in uh, with your girlfriend. What's your damage? Yeah. You know whatever. Play drums. Um, anyways, um, it's over for me. Like, I'm still doing music, mm. but I can't be signed to Rev Records. Like, there, it just would never work. Because I'm older, I have a family, I have a yeah, wife yeah. and a kid. Like, I barely have time to play shows. I do the podcast so I can stay involved in newer hardcore. And so I can try to spread it out. to Our, our listening base, I'm guessing, is probably older dudes. And so I think it's cool that they can hear um, newer hardcore. Yeah. And it's a place for them to hear it because I do think a lot of us are stuck in the past. And I can be too because it's always like, oh, the good old days. Yeah. You know? So this is how I feel. The podcast for me is like Wayne Gretzky or Mark Messier. Like, uh, you know, they're not playing hockey anymore. They retired, right? I don't know who those They're hockey players? Yeah, Wayne Gretzky's okay. like one of the most famous hockey players from the 80s and right. 90s. But. Anyways, he's the, he's the great one. Okay. But, so I'm not saying I'm Wayne Gretzky in hardcore or anything, but so they're, <laughs> they're commentators now, right? And that's how they stay in it. Like, mm. they're on TNT and NBC or whatever the yeah, crap yeah. does it, TBS. And so that's how they stay in the game. This is how I'm staying in the game is by doing the podcast, right? I agree. It's, yeah. But it's your turn. Well, I mean, I'm saying that's like, that's good. No, I like that. Yeah, so there's two ways of looking at it. You can get butt hurt. And not like the younger bands and say, well, this isn't hardcore, but things evolve. Yeah. And if things don't evolve and they don't change, then what? What They're going to put out the same terror record yeah. every year? Like, no one wants to hear, you know. The same raves no. and, like, the same, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love newer hardcore. This band named Squint, who I did their album review on this uh, podcast, this episode, I every time I get my car, I put that record on. It's five songs. I think I've listened to it a hundred times already. Wow. So good. Okay. It's, it's kids. It's newer, you know? You turned me on to Skullcrack. That band's pretty sick. Yeah? Yeah, they're cool. Skullcrack's good, too. A little, a little too on the polished side, though. Well. I don't know. 
They're still good. I like them. You might be on the polished side now that you're on Rev. Don't say that to me. I'm still in control of my own record, okay? I know what it sounds like, and I know it's good, Glenn. Of course it's good. Um, but anyways, that's all I have to say about that. Is I, I, That's how I try to stay in the game still, because... I, and I'm a person... I know, like, I live in reality. I don't try to live in... In dreamland, so yeah. I know I'm getting old. I know I'm older. I know like I love hardcore and I want to stay in it. So talking to people like you, hanging out with people like you, and listening to new bands is how you can do it. You know. Yeah. So what do you think of us old folks? Man, I think you guys are all right. You know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Honestly, old people, they're sick. <laughs> I like them. They've never been mean or anything to me. Sure. I don't mind them. I just don't like when they're just really ignorant and think that it's not a, like they still. I don't want to say like they, if they, if if older people, older friends, you know, think that they still have. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. Like I want to say that you guys want to think that you have a place in like the scene, but I mean, come on, dude. Like leave it to new people. You know, no one wants to see you in the same like four or five bands that you've been in like over the last like five decades. You know, like just change it up. Get someone else to do something new. You know. Well. Or just, like, at least, like, talk to new kids and, like, show them cool stuff. Like, be a cool influence instead of being, like, fucking kids. A gatekeeper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, or even being, like, back in my day kind of stuff, you know? Like, that's sure. not helpful at all. Right. I totally understand. <laughs> Sorry, our, our, our boss made a visit into yeah. the room. And I totally <laughs> got the clocks, too. <laughs> that's dad core right there. Yeah, that's old man hardcore right there, buddy. <laughs> Diapers for the boy. And one for you, one for him, one for you. That's right. Oh, gosh. I'm a, uh, Just wait. Uh, I thought I needed one of those last week. That's right. <laughs> um, but no, that's what yeah, I mean, yeah. though. Like, I feel like, uh, I don't know. No, I feel you. Like, is it weird, like, if you put on a show with your younger bands and, like, 40-year-old dudes show up to the show? Well, not anymore, because I know how to, like, not take them as serious, you know? What do you mean by that? Well, back then I was just real naive. And, like when I f- was first playing shows, and like I'd talk to old people and be like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" Blah blah blah. And they'd be like, "Dude, you know you're out here looking like in the '80s." And people would say that to you? Yeah, they're like, "Oh, you got your little earring." Like back in my day, we used to rock that too. And I'd be like, "I don't care, man." Yeah, that's like go away. That's like, kind of dumb. I don't like it. Doesn't matter to me. Just be like, "All right, good set," and then that'll be it. You know. Yeah. They'd always, like, try to, like, make it seem like they were significant, you know, which, I mean, I don't want to be hurtful, but you're not really anymore. Like, just kind of, just, like, let it happen, you know, and just, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, a little harsh, but. Well, it's hard. You'll know. Like, when you get older, like, nostalgia's a bitch, too. Like, yeah, nostalgia hits me. Dude, look at this. This was, we actually talked about these on the first podcast. This is what nostalgia does to old people. I bought a pair of Shaquille O'Neal. Damn! Basketball shoes, and I've never even worn them with the pump and everything, dude. I got freaking jersey. I got jerseys that's up there. That's hard. Okay. I've got jerseys up there, right? I've got... See, that's badass, though. I've got Charles Barkley. I've got the mailman. Carl Malone. But, Glenn, you're not, you're not like, the kind of, like... You're not, like, the, like, drunk punk asshole at the bar that's, like, trying to be, like... Well, no, I don't go to bars, really. Well, right, but just in general, though. Like, trying to talk to, like, the kid who just played a set, you know? Trying yeah. to be like, oh, like, that was blah, 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 this and that. Like, and I'm like, all right, dude. Well, the youth's important because it carries it on. Yeah. Like, if you don't have someone to carry it on, then it just dies, right? Yeah. How fun is that? Well, 
it's not fun at all. <laughs> but I mean, I, I will give it to some of the people though that were watching me like play in bands and like hardcore bands because they were instead of doing that, they'd be like, "Yo, play this gig next week at this hardcore spot. You guys are a punk band. Play this like hardcore show, you yeah. know, which is sick." Because you should always mix them up. You should always keep, like, your audience excited. Even though it's, like, a really boring-ass audience. You just want to put something in front of them that they might not want to see. That's mm -hmm. what's sick about it. Even if they're your friends, it doesn't matter. Right. Like, uh, my band... Actually, never mind. I won't call them out. <laughs> I won't do it. Never mind. It doesn't matter. All right, well, we're going to stop there. Recording or what? It's recording. We're on, we're live. We're live right now. We're good to go. Good to go. Yo, what's up? This is the outro <laughs> of the Hardcore Podcast <laughs> with Steven Stopa and Mikat and myself, Wiley Willis. This is the end. No, this is the end of the episode, and it crazy. Like seriously, we've had a ton of crazy episodes so far. This is just adding to it in this season. This is a, a momentous season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A big word. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think like reaching out to V Well, getting Aaron on the podcast really opened yeah. up doors for us. It did. Yeah. And we got Aaron on accident too. It's like we reached out to him and uh, what's the singer's name of V Well? Brian. Brian. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I think you should talk to Aaron because he has a roaster, uh, uh, roastery. Am I saying yeah. that right? Yeah. <laughs> Why does that sound weird? I don't roastery, know. <laughs> roastery, roastery, roastery. And we're like, yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, this is a coffee and hardcore podcast. And then we find out, oh my God, like this dude was right. in Converge and Bane and <laughs> right. like in in that band with Bill Stevenson from Descendants. It's like, what? This could we couldn't have got a crazier, awesome guest, you know? Right. And so I think like having him on the podcast really opened up the doors to grow this thing, which so thank you, yeah. Aaron. Yeah, be well yeah so that's cool we've been we've been very lucky with the with the the people we've talked to and the people that are coming up so 
Um, yeah, I've, I feel like it's been a blessing. I mean, talking to these guys and about the, the, the work that they've done, writing the songs and everything and the times we're going through, it's just, it's, it's pretty cool to do. And, and it's fun to share with people and, and, uh, and get people talking about stuff, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And when we were off air, I was telling these guys, I'm like, dude, you know, you guys have done the last four episodes, four. So the last yep. four months. Yeah. And I've listened to him like, man, this is a well-oiled machine. You guys are doing good. Then I jump on here and I'm just throwing monkey wrenches at you guys and clogging this up, but I'm just excited to be talking to people again. <laughs> That's right. You've been on, you've been on hiatus and not been able to talk to real humans. No, I've been on baby it's, hiatus. It's basically, it's basically baby wife work. Right work and then, yeah and then start all over again i know and i work days. with i work with two other people but i work like in a back room burning and making screens so most of the day i'm just by myself listening to music so it's cool to be seeing you guys that's what sorry i'm like <laughs> over talking and i'm so excited but no man it's, it's just, all good it's, it's great to be back um i might not always be able to be on every month and i might be able to like uh i'll definitely be able to do uh some phone-ins you know but it was it was kind of a struggle just to get this together with us three i know it was was kind of crazy but it worked out see i did so podcast definitely going to be you two i'll pop on when i can i'll I'll give you guys some album reviews and stuff when i can so it's good i'm glad to to still be a part of it in any way i can so thank you guys no problem and uh like we always say at the end please like like and share (laughs) uh leave a review you can leave you can like you can put stars on the spotify like edition of coffee and hardcore and so no one's gonna do that no listen do it if and here's the thing if you're not gonna leave at least four stars then don't do it just go away like we don't need your negativity (laughs) (laughs) yeah people don't people don't have they don't care enough they're not gonna do it and the only reason they they are the only reason they are gonna do it is to leave tiny stars no No. stardust no they like us (laughs) they really do i'm gonna go leave us a one-star review right now great here i go (laughs) (laughs) but no like like help us spread the word like because we've had some crazy guests this year and you need and we want to get that out there so and and plus, you know, all these bands that we're reviewing, like, uh, we want to help them, you know, we want to help get their records out. Maybe they have folks haven't heard this, so help us spread the word. For that's sure. why that's we why did we, this, right? Yeah, that's right. why we started this podcast is because we wanted to we wanted to to help the hardcore scene, whatever that means, but any way that right. we could. Like we yeah, whoever's listening to this, we want to get these records out. We want like this is how we want to stay connected to with hardcore and especially like newer hardcores. It's so important. Right. Like we want to push it. Everyone knows all the older bands, knows all the, the older stuff, which is cool to reminisce and, and talk about and listen to. But we got to be pushing the new stuff. Right. Wait, pushing a minute, the wait, 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 wait. So you mean this isn't to highlight the word killer? Ding 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 ding. <laughs> killer. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I don't know if I could do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah five five killers four killers or four stars five stars do it and share it sure like i said like i said put it on your parents facebook page yes 
Yeah. Get the word out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. I'm Wiley Willis from Chicago, Illinois. I'm Mick Cox from Parkersburg, West Virginia. Steven Scopa from Beantown. That's right. <laughs> Bust and go Bruins. We out of here. Game five, Avalanche Blues, Avalanche score, Blues score, it's crazy, crowd's going wild, everyone's doing little dances, it's insane, okay, again, they have score tied up, uh, the, the, the St. Louis Blues score tied up, it's all tied, everyone's going crazy, what's going on, we're going to overtime, game five, all right, overtime, seven minutes in, St. Louis score, oh, come on, we're going to game six, game six, game six, tied, one, two, three.